Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. This is an Extra 106.3 podcast. To hear more live and local content like this, tune into 106.3 FM or download the Extra 106.3 app. Ah, look out. It's only me. It's only the Kimmer with Pete Davis, sidekick producer and sports raconteur extraordinaire, and the mechanical mangler at the controls. <laughs> we call him Philander. It's Monday, and I just, dis- I just decided six minutes ago I am from this day forward until they fire me. I am going to consider every working broadcast day a holiday. Got in the car this morning, you know, I'm driving and a little lighter traffic, a little lighter parking, stuff like that. But I realize as I just my attitude is, well, it's a holiday, you know, people are out driving around, everybody's kind of laid back and stuff. Why why not have that attitude? I mean, take my, you know, take my job seriously, but just instead of being all pressured and crap, you know, from 5.15 every freaking morning for 12 straight hours, I actually just relax a little bit. You know, kind of take the pressure off. You know, I don't know. What do you think? It really, it's not digging ditches, man. It's just talking on the radio. Well, I, but it's it's hard, way harder. <laughs> I used to do manual labor. I, I worked for a bricklayer, for God's sake. <laughs> All in bricks up on chip making chimneys. You know, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Anyway, uh, 305. Hi, uh, Pete Davis. How was your weekend? Anything new? What's going on in the mountains of Macon up there, sir? <laughs> well, I started dating a woman who's a quarter Chinese, a quarter Turkish, a quarter Danish, and a quarter Vietnamese. Wow, what do you call that kind of woman? Well, I had to break up with her. She's great, but I had to break up with her. It seems uh, too many red flags. Too many red flags, ladies and gentlemen. She's got Korean, Vietnamese. Oh, hey. Turkish. <laughs> Danish. Uh, let me move over to Flounder. I uh... <laughs> Flounder, have you got any... <laughs> any wise cracks? Uh, Not any doing? bad jokes like that. But, uh, How was your weekend, sir? Uh, it was pretty good. Veronica was recovering from the allergy infection, but she's about back to normal, so just kind of wow, took it easy. Wow, thing. I mean, she's, I hope she's doing all right. Yep. And then and, we were supposed to go to downtown Woodstock for my brother's birthday, but my niece ended up getting a stomach bug. Oh, my. Good grief. <laughs> Well, you got, uh, that's, I don't know, I, I started hanging around, I stopped hanging around with those people. I, I, I stopped hanging around with him. Yeah, He's I'm a like, carrier. Oh, God. <laughs> He's certainly a spreader. Thought I was a giver. Typhoid <laughs> uh, flounder. Holy mackerel. Anyway, it's 3.05, Monday, President's Day. In fact, we'll talk uh, a little bit. In fact, I, I, I love phone calls, and if you would like to talk today, and, and also the other thing is, if you're, if you're driving around and you see any, if you're, at, are they still doing President's Day sales? Is that a big thing anymore? I don't think anybody even. Do they still even have malls with big sales and people go to the mall anymore? I, no. I probably not, I guess. Flounder, when's the last time you went to a mall to go shopping or spend a day looking at stuff at, the, at a mall? Uh, I went to Macy's in, at North Point because I had to get a dress shirt. Like, I need to get a nice blue yeah. dress shirt, so I just went to Macy's. Yeah. It was depressing. Yeah. There was nobody in there. Nobody I mean, to help you. Nobody customer service. No, you know, the, nothing, nothing on the shelves. The food court was empty. Nothing, I mean... <laughs> I went not, in. I, not like malls used to be when I was a kid. Yeah. 
Uh, Pete Davis, when's the last time? Well, you're living up in the mountains now, but I mean, well, generally speaking, when's the last time you any, did any mall shopping where you said, go to the mall and see what I can, I can get stuff I need to do? Two Christmases ago, I went down the street there at the Galleria because they have a Spencer's Gifts, and I haven't been to Spencer's yeah. Gifts oh, yeah. in, in decades, and I was the only person walking around the mall. Yeah. Well, I, I tell you, just uh, I was I was last week, you know, because of my uh, changing weight schedule. Although uh, I've got to cut out the freaking hot fudge. I'm I'm in a thing. I'm doing hot fudge. I've gained nine pounds, and and, and frankly, I feel fat. And I don't like it, and so <laughs> I do. <laughs> you can put, you can afford to put a couple more on. Well, no, I, I don't, I don't like it. All of a sudden, I just, I don't like anybody. But I went to buy a pair of uh, of, of uh, Dockers chinos, you know, in the forty dollar pants, and uh, and they had, they had like one uh, thirty four, thirty two uh, that would that were on the shelf. Period one. And when I went to check out. There was a line, and there were two people doing some kind of credit card application stuff, and on their computers, and the both uh, the husband and wife had their cell phones out trying to type in stuff with a clerk. I mean, it was a freaking nightmare. And, and you're filling out forms and I'm, at the cash register, and and so she and I, I said, well, I'll go look for another one. I walked all around the store. This was, this was either at Macy's or what's the other one? Um, Riches? No, they're they're gone. The other one, uh, Dillard's. I might, might have been Dillard's. Dillard's. I think Dillard's. it was Macy's. Might have been Dillard's. I think it was Macy's. Anyway, but the same thing happened. J.C. Penney, I did it too. When you're looking for them and never found any, no, there are no registers open. I mean, you you can walk around forever. Nobody. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And there's nothing on the shelves. Anyway, it's just. Uh, I don't know why I started talking about that. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, let's see. Oh. Um, Oh, I, 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 I know what I'm talking about. I think I'm, I think I'm going to shave my beard off. It just, it, I, yeah, I, that's what I mean. I mean, the fact of the matter is, uh, well, well, in fact, well, if you see me at a distance, it looks like I haven't shaved. It looks like I look like a rag picker. You know, I mean, I, yeah, you know, really, it's like a bum, like a freaking rag picker. I just, I haven't shaved for a while or something like that. Up close, in fact, let me take, let's see if this works. Are we on YouTube? Are we on YouTube? All right, let me yes, go, we are. Let me go right up close. Now, see, up ah! close, I know, but up close. Uh, there, you know, there's, there's hair, there's fuzz there, there's hair there, but you know, but see how bare that is right there. I mean, it, it just looks like crap. And, and the problem is, hold on, I got to see if I can put this back. Yeah, Gabby Hayes. No, the, the problem is, I love the feel of it. I, I, and and at night, if I'm putting my covers over my head, I can kind of feel it. And I, I really like the feel of it. But it looks like crap. Now, be, Pete's got a nice beard. You have a nice beard. And I always wanted a white beard. And I don't have any white hair. I got a little occasional like tan or brown, blonde or something. But I don't really have a lot of white hair. So I'm kind of disappointed the way it looks, even though I feel it. But, but I just, you know, I don't know. I think I'm going to shave it off your, your beard is darker than mine you're, you're older can't see than it. i am i know I, yeah. I know it i know I, I have no white hair i i don't i don't understand i always wanted white i wanted a full head of white hair like italians have great white hair anyway i don't know why i'm talking about that uh 309 309 well you're not italian a uh, good point <laughs> oh hey although my kids are half italian so anyway um uh, let's see, let's see. Oh, here's the number. Let's talk about presidents, and I'll give you a rundown on what we're doing here today. 404-741-1230. 741-1230. Also, the People's Choice was last night. We'll talk about that. Uh, the list of the best and worst presidents, if you were listening to the guys before us, they talked about that for the, pretty much the whole show. Uh, the, uh, by the way, uh, you can now early vote for our Georgia primary already. It's open. 
You can vote today for the Georgia, in the Georgia primary in March. <laughs> and luckily for the Democrats, they've already filled out your ballots for you. So you can just, you know, oh. just turn it in. It's really great. Just pick one up at the door. It's already filled out and turn it right in there, your Democratic Party. Um, also, the trucker boycott. I want, man, I, and I hope it's not just New York City. I hope the hell it's a whole freaking state. The truckers, there's a lot of social media stuff. The truckers are saying, well, I'm not going to New York City. After what the judge did, find Trump $350 million for no crime. Everybody got their money back. There was no cheating or lying or anything else, just their opinion. Anyway, so the truckers are saying, I'm, I, we're Trumpers and we're not going to New York City. And I hope it expands to the whole freaking state. How, oh my God, how, how much would you love to see trucking stop? And remember, <coughs> excuse me, everything you own, everything you wear, Everything basically that you see that's not, you know, growing out of the ground, everything that you sit on, everything you put on, everything that you uh, drive and everything that you involves in your life comes to you at some point on a truck. At some point from the factory to the anywhere, a truck for the parts go into the factory, a truck, everything in your world at some point is sitting on a truck. That's how important trucks are. To the world. And boy, this, if, they, if they said, screw you, New York, <laughs> it's over. This is the American experiment, how it was designed. You're supposed to have states, and each state could do its own thing. And if you didn't like what a state was doing, you didn't have to do business with that state right. and right. teach them a lesson. Yeah, go to another one. Yeah. I mean, what, what a, I mean, this is a beautiful idea, and you know it's going to have some impact. Now, the problem is that New York City is so big that they, it's an international market. I mean, so, you know, who, who are we kidding? But still, you know, if this spreads and if this becomes a thing uh, th- through, uh, you know, spring and summertime, uh, stuff for you people getting ready for vacations, and all of a sudden your supplies for the beach don't come in, and uh, uh, anyway, whatever. And by the way, again, I'll say it again. If you just joined and didn't listen to us Friday, I still, I, nobody, I haven't heard anybody else say this, and I, I think it could, I think it really could happen. I'll bet you he, Trump could pull it off. If I were Donald Trump, and not, not, unless he doesn't have any money, now maybe he's broke and nobody really knows it, but if he's still got a couple of billion dollars, honest to God, I would do everything in my power to take every building I own in in New York and close it down, kick everybody out, and then open it up as homeless shelters, uh, homeless shelters, um, AIDS clinics, uh, drug recovery centers, uh, battered shelters. You know, I mean, any possible, you know, illegal immigrant uh, re-education centers, uh, children's uh, something or other, uh, 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 abandoned pets. You know, lots of lots of nice veterinarian clinics of dogs and you know barking all night long in front a freaking Trump Tower. I mean, how, how funny would that be to have Trump Tower turn into freaking homeless shelter and all these homeless bums are off on balconies, you know, spitting over onto the streets. Oh my God, he would I would do it. I swear to God. Every Everyone I closed down and turned it into something that would people would be throwing up when they walk by every day on the sidewalk. Oh my God! I want I want to be president. Come on, let me. Why? Well, give me a week. Give me a stinking week. All right, three thirteen with a Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder on one zero six three. Happy President's Day Monday. Look out. Three sixteen. How you doing, Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder? What's up? President's Day, Monday. Iron Maiden. Big day, twenty fifteen. Bruce Dickinson, Iron Maiden. <laughs> I'll play the Iron Maiden. I don't even know anything about it. Like 
the pillow make no sound? Is that? I have no idea what that. I don't think it's good. Is that good? I, I don't know what that means. Uh, on the wall, I just get <laughs> your back door. Here you are. Uh, hello, hey, <laughs> Iron Maiden, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, on this day in uh, 2015, Iron Maiden frontman Bruce Dickinson was being treated for cancer after a small cancerous tumor was found at the back of his tongue. Well, probably for all that ridiculous singing noise. <laughs> no, no, I was wrong. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, but uh, now let me ask you this. Okay, uh, I found are you are you this is what heavy metal uh, like eighties stuff? I'm, are yeah, eighties uh, kind of. Not so, it, it was. Now, guy, now guys your age, forties. You know, uh, are they? A, is this a, a group that you would sit? To, would you go to a party and say, "Hey, let's listen to Iron Maiden and sing along with the the beat and kind of you know, hey"? No. I mean, my God, I, who, 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 I mean, who would even listen to the? Where, where would you bring this to a party? Or you know, if you want to impress a date in the car, yeah, yeah. where do you hear this song? I love this song. <laughs> I mean, my God, how did it even uh, get acceptance on the radio? Seriously, heavy metal rock. There's there's a niche for it. Some people like it. But I but but I'm trying to figure out what was the appeal. In other words, is it is it the uh, you know rage against a machine? Do we hate everything that America stands for? Or we don't like our parents? Or I mean the screaming and the the lyrics. I mean I just don't get it. I I guess I never. I don't know. I, I, whatever. I mean, they're they're big, and I'm doing this. Um, so uh, congratulations to Iron Maiden. <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted. Well, again, I'm on holiday. I'm on vacation. This is a podcast. This, <coughs> what do you call it? <coughs> it's a freaking holiday. <coughs> By the way, I almost choked to death again this morning drinking coffee. And went down that thing, and I could not catch my breath. I was ready to pass out. I, I, in fact, you know what? God, you know what I thought of? I swear to God, I'm not making this up. When I do my stuff in the morning, um, I get the paper before dawn, and, and, and so I have my Fox News on TV, and I have the radio on to us, 106.3, and I'm taking my notes, and I'm uh, using my phone to Google stuff uh, uh, on, uh, you know, the New York Post and uh, Fox News and things, stuff like that. So I'm, I'm busy doing my stuff, and I started choking on my freaking coffee, and I got, honestly, I'm not making this up. It got so bad that I started reaching my phone to put it on record so I could get the final moments of me dying because I choked on my coffee. Did you maybe not think of using your phone to dial 911? <laughs> like, who wants to hear that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> Kids, I love you. I love my dog. No. <laughs> Sound like heavy metal scene. <laughs> Uh, I'm definitely freaking out. Our birthday. I haven't even do. I haven't even done birthdays. <laughs> okay. Our birthday list includes Smokey Robinson. What a talent! Eighty-four Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. His classic hits include "The Miracles," where "You've Really Got a Hold on Me." I second that emotion. What? Tracks of my tears. The tears of a clown. What? What the hell is he doing in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I, well, I was going to say, it should be the bluesy, uh, um, yeah. uh, what do they call the thing from Detroit? The, the mod sound. The, Motown, uh, Motown, Rhythm and Blues. Yeah, it should be a, a Rhythm and Blues Motown uh, category thing for them. Don't you think? That's not rock. Yeah. Flounder? I com- I completely agree. I mean, there's a lot of acts that are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame who I think shouldn't be in there because they're not genres. It isn't rock and roll. Yeah, And they're famous. I mean, they should be in a, in yeah, a Hall of Fame. They should be in some Hall of Fame. Yeah. But rock but and music roll, Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. They, they should call it the Music Hall of Fame. 
Yeah, you know that's you know, and then a division, you know, sole division or whatever. Yeah, absolutely, that makes more sense. Anyway, he's in and he's still alive at eighty-four, which is nice. Smokey Robinson, and on this day in history, it was uh, nineteen ninety-five. Pamela Anderson on this day married Tommy Lee just ninety-six hours after they first met. What's that? Four days? Three days? Four days, uh, 424, 42 is 80, 424, 86 on 92. Yeah, four days. Four days and four, two or four hours or something after they met, they got married. Uh, that was 1995. Uh, it lasted in t- uh, two and a half years. Uh, apparently, grounds of exhaustion, or I, I'm, I possibly, I don't, maybe probably some grounds of, oh my God. Well, <laughs> he had a calling card. That, yes, he did. You know, basically, <laughs> just, just flash. When, when that tape came out, release that tape. And then I remember the story when, when Tommy Lee all of a sudden started playing college campuses. Boy, guess what he said? Oh, yeah, a couple of, a couple of co-eds that I wanted to meet Tom, wanted to hook up with Tommy. <laughs> Can you imagine after that tape? came out of him on the boat. Oh, my God. All of a sudden, everywhere he goes, there's like a line of cold college. Cold. Anyway, uh, 322. How's it going? Kimber, Pete, and Flounder. 404-741-1230. Uh, 3 o'clock hour sponsored by our good friends at First Liberty Building and Loan. If you need financing to grow your business, visit firstlibertyga.com. You'll be glad you did. Appreciate our long-term sponsors. Uh, 322. Kimber, Pete, and Flounder. Okay. Presidential stuff. I, I, this is nonsense. There's a group called the 2024 Presidential Greatness Project. It's 154 respondents to the survey, including uh, members of the President Executive uh, uh, Politics Section of the American Political Science Association, scholars recently publishing uh, uh, academic research in scholarly journals, academic press, da-da-da-da-da. So these are are eggheads. These are Ph.D.-type people. And they've come out with their list of the best presidents ranked best to last, best to uh, first, worst to first. (laughs) And some of these are, uh, well, you you can tell by who they are, how they rank them. Here we go. The, uh, let's see, uh, zero was bad, 100 is great, 50 is average. Yeah, here, rounding out the top five, uh, Abraham Lincoln topped the list at number one. Uh, The survey uh, showed that uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, number two, FDR, George Washington, third best president. Teddy Roosevelt, number four. Thomas Jefferson, number five. Now, last place of the presidents of the United States, according to this Presidential Greatness Project. Last place, Donald Trump. Worse than James Buchanan at 44, Andrew Johnson at 43. He's the one who burned the Indians, right? He's the one who did the Trail of Tears. Uh, Franklin Pierce, 42. William Henry Harrison, 41. Donald Trump, absolutely last. That's, that's a joke. That's an absolute <laughs> I mean, joke. Come on. What, what do they base that? It's all pure politics. It's a yes. liberal poll. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Respondents were tracked by their political affiliation and ideology. Uh, release argues did not tend to make a major difference overall in the rankings. There were some outli- outliers, mainly with recent presidents. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, top spot, rounding us up, compliance as experts. They were ranking presidents. Uh, it didn't really say much about how they did it. Uh, they, uh, Ronald Reagan and George W. Bush and Trump were uh, ranked higher by conservatives, obviously. Rankin, uh, Ronald Reagan was ranked fifth by Republicans. George W. Bush, 19th by Republicans. Trump, 41st. Even among Republicans, Trump was ranked 41st. Give me a break. That's crap. 
Uh, among Democrats, Reagan was uh, an average at 18th, Bush 33rd, and Democrats ranked 25th. Uh, Barack uh, Hussein put it at, and Biden ranked 6th uh, and 13th. Obama ranked 6th, Biden 13th among Democrats, and much worse by Republicans. But overall, uh, the overall ranking resulted in this. If you put them all together, uh, outside of the top five, Obama was ranked 7th, Clinton ranked 12th, Biden ranked 14th, Ronald Reagan 16th, and W. Bush 32nd of this thing. To have Donald Trump ranked the worst president? Come on. I mean, please. That's that, that's just beyond the pale. And I guess they're assuming, and, and frankly, I don't blame him for anything for COVID. I, you got to write off the whole COVID, you know, his last year and the first year of the of the of, of, of a president showers with daughter are things that happened that, that really, you know, with the whole world was in a mess. You know, so and nobody knew what to do and everybody was lying about everything. We didn't, you know, science was a bunch of crap. Six feet distance, mass, it didn't work. I mean, it's all nonsense. You can't blame a president for not, nobody knew what to do. That- they're blaming him for that uh, alleged insurrection. That's what they're blaming yeah, him yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, of course, it wasn't an insurrection, and he said peacefully. Go down to the Capitol peacefully and show him what you feel. And he was never uh, charged or convicted of insurrection, other than by uh, some secretary of state. Dave's on the line, and he has a pretty good idea for Dave? the uh, Biden's response, or the GOP's response for the Biden State of the Union. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, 326. Dave, Dave, Dave's here, all Dave. right. You're on the radio, man. How's it going? What do you think? It's going very well. I'm out hiking, enjoying the outdoors in Kennesaw Mountain oh, Battlefield Park. Nice. Right out here. Nice. Good for so, you. <laughs> so I'm thinking about the Republican response that's going to be given after Biden's State of the Union address, and I think that should be done by Donald Trump. <laughs> I like it. I, what a great no, idea. I'm yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Uh, you know, come right back at him. Here's what you have to say. Here's where you're wrong. Here's where these are the things we need to do. <laughs> I, lo- I love it. Uh, of course, with still primaries to go, they'll unless unless Nikki Haley, if Nikki Haley finally says, okay, that's it, you know, and then we let's all get behind Donald Trump. That's a great, what a great idea. <laughs> oh, mercy. Dave, thanks, man. Appreciate it, 327. I still think, yeah, I, I still say, honestly, he ought to at least threaten to say, okay, that's it. I'm turning over all my buildings to illegal immigrant shelters, homeless shelters, <laughs> drug clinics, <laughs> methadone clinic, you know, <laughs> I a line, yeah, of, free line of drug addicts. I, yeah, free needles, <laughs> free methadone, <laughs> line of drug addicts down, you know, Fifth Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mercy. Anyway, and again, early voting in Georgia, it's open. I don't think all the places that are normally going to be open later are open yet. Sometimes it's just uh, some of the spots are only open on Saturday. I don't know. You have to, I guess you have to go to georgiagov.com or something and figure out where you can go to vote early because I don't think they're all open this early. But they're open. Georgia early voting for the primary in March is you can already, already vote right now. Uh, let's see. And the, the truck boycott, man, I love that freaking story. I love it. Truckers for Trump we ain't just a slogan, man. It's real, says one big trucking guy. I've talked to a bunch of drivers who are going to start refusing loads in New York City starting Monday. I don't know how far across the country this is, how many truckers are going to start denying loads in New York City. I'll tell you what, you blank around and find out. We're tired of this leftist blanking with Trump. Mother blankers are getting tired of this blank. 
Our bosses ain't going to care about these loads. We'll just go somewhere else. You know how blanking hard it is to get into New York City in one of these things? <laughs> and by the way, that must be a nightmare. Can you imagine trying to load a tractor-trailer truck or any major delivery truck in New York City or anywhere near it? God, I, me- I remember the last... I've driven... Have you ever driven in New York City, Pete? Or driven a car in yes. New York City? It's, I, it's I, a nightmare. I... D- I drove my in-laws' Cadillac the first time I was in New York City. It was unbelievable. Uh, were you going through like trying to find something, or didn't know where you were, or just uh, sightseeing, or what was the what was the action? We were there for a funeral, and I had to drive part of the family to an Italian restaurant. They were eating at an Italian restaurant and had to go right through Manhattan. And I, I, We're talking a land yacht Cadillac, <laughs> New York traffic. It was amazing. Flounder, what about you? Ever driven in New York City? In National uh, yeah, me and uh, Matt Jones, the guy who used to work over at Cumulus with yeah. us, uh, we, had to, we drove to New York in a Sprinter van. Oh, man. Because we were doing a uh, marketing gig all weekend, and we had to drive a Sprinter van all over New York City. And we had to park into places and had to unload and load. Uh, I, so I, I, it wasn't like an 18-wheeler, but, I mean, it was a pretty big still, truck. So but, I mean, a, and still you got bike riders and you got uh, you got the delivery. What do you call the delivery guys? Uh, uh, the uh, the guys who had... Uh, delivery they were, guys? No, no. They, they call, there's a, a, a courier, couriers, courier. couriers. And they could be on motorcycles and bikes and stuff like that. And they're all they're weaving well, in and out of traffic and, oh, my, well, double was, parking and unloading zones. Yeah. Oh, my God. This was 1984, so we only had a map. I had no yeah, yeah, there's no Google. Going. Yeah. yeah, no GPS, nothing. <laughs> yeah, right. Shay's on the line. He's actually a truck driver who did some deliveries in New York uh, City. Can we take? You want to do a break, or should yeah, we'll we take do a, a quick break here, and then we'll talk uh, with him? Uh, and if he, uh, and I'm sorry, Shay, what did you say? What's Shay? Shay, you're on, okay, hold on a second. We'll be right. It's 3:30. Uh, and here in the trucker stories, and I hope this works with the Kimber Pete and Flounder. It's Monday and President's Day right here, 106.3. <laughs> I like to stay in. Uh, speak up, Levy. Get things done. What's that? Where'd he go? Where'd he go? I catch the paper boy. Things don't really change. David Bowie. I'm standing in the wind. But I never went by. That was on this day, 2014. David Bowie named best British male at the Brit Awards. He was not there in person to collect it. Arctic Monkeys won Best Group and Best Album for the third time in 2014. The first act to ever achieve that milestone. Ellie Goulding won Best Female British Act uh, Chick Singer in 2014. Pop Act One Direction honored for their global success. Uh, Bowie's prize came at the expense of four much younger hopefuls for the best British male. Jake Bug, never heard of him. Tom O'Dell, John Newman, and the Mercury Prize winner, James Blake. Oh, they never got... Oh, get a chance there. <clears throat> By the way, we have a little People's Choice thing coming up for you a little later on today. We'll talk about that. Also, God, you know, remember, I got a birthday and a history thing, too. I was just thinking about this. We're going to... I'm going to talk about the uh, John Phillips of the Mamas and Papas family once again. There's something breaking on in this family. And I, I, over the last few days... Uh, for some reason, Brad Pitt is being roasted again for the year he was a really bad guy. Uh, when he, he was a drunk and he did things on a plane, he roughed up his kids and they Brangelina and on the whole. And it, it was a horrible thing for a short period of time, which apparently he is no longer, you know, doing kind of stuff. But all of a sudden, on social media, there's some podcast or something about what a rat Brad Pitt was 20 years ago or something. Well, the John Phillips, uh, China Phillips, and Mackenzie Phillips stuff coming out now about that. We'll talk a little bit about that coming up here too. 
Uh, also, Duke, oh, some racist charges. The Duke's a hazard. Uh, talked about uh, 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 people marking their territory, and now he's called a racist because of a Beyonce song that an Oklahoma country music station wouldn't play because they thought it was just a Beyonce uh, a soul kind of thing. Anyway, unbelievable. We got all that stuff. Uh, quickly, first, our birthday list includes, uh, well, I was just going to do one. Here we go. Uh, Leslie David Baker. You may not know the name. 66. He was Stanley on The Office. The black guy, Stanley on The Office. Leslie Baker thing. And on this day in history, uh, let's see here. Uh, we'll stay at 2004. Who can forget? The top boss at Enron, Jeffrey Skilling, charged with fraud, insider trading, and other slimy crimes in connection with the energy company's collapse and greedy schemes. He and Clint, uh, Ken Lay were both convicted in 2006. Ken Lay died a few months later. Skilling served 12 years in prison and then got out. And Jeffrey Skilling is free today, 2004. The Enron scandal collapse. Uh, 336, Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. Uh, is our friend, uh, is it Shay still with us here, Flounder? Shay, you're on the radio. How's it going? Welcome aboard. What's up? Thank you, sir. Good to talk to you, Kimmer. Thank yeah, you. me and my brother were the ones uh, with your T-shirts at the Governor's Club a few years back. Oh, and cool. Yeah, I remember. I actually remember you. Yeah. In fact, I may still have that video someplace. I remember that. Cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, very good. Yes, sir. But, uh, but yeah, about, about 20 years ago, uh, I was driving a truck uh, over the road for a couple of years, and uh, I had a 53-foot trailer with the pulling with a classic XL, which is a fairly long tractor. So I was probably 70, 75 feet total length, oh, and I had to man. deliver a load of 35,000 pounds of frozen meat to Manhattan. And uh, I got that load out of the north. I got that that load. That's the only load offered to me in the Midwest. And I went ahead and took it, scared to death. <laughs> went down... Uh, Went down Broadway and uh, looking for a cold storage warehouse, and there were three lanes. One was just parked cars. The other one was the local delivery truck. So there's only one lane open. I'm driving down Broadway looking for a cold storage <laughs> the warehouse. The tractor trailer. And, yeah, and four guys start running me down, and I said, well, you know, what? I'm not going to get assaulted. What, am I going to die? What's going on? They said, just park right here. I said, I'm in the middle of the road. They said, well, we got you. And they brought out a, a forklift and a pair of chains, and one by one they drug every pallet off that truck while they made traffic go around me and loaded it into a little one-story little building and then i said how the hell do i get out of here, said, just go up here. they said just go up here and make a right and make a left on the amsterdam they'll get you back to the so that, that was that was crazy my downtown miami was about as bad but that was the first and only time anytime i was in california the midwest and they offered me loads if all the loads were with new york i'd just sit for a day or two and wait for the next set to come through oh, i was going back to manhattan i don't i mean i remember driving in new york city as a kid as a teenager in the 60s and 70s just on a trip for one thing or another and it was a freaking yeah. nightmare. I can imagine a tractor trailer where you know, can't see it anything and people are zipping in and out. Oh my yeah. God. So there's, there's, back then, at least 20 years ago, there was two days a week where they wrote tickets for over length because you couldn't, you were over length if you were, I think the limit's 45 or 50 feet total length going down and yeah, downtown and they'd write uh, tickets and, and I was trained, you know, just take the ticket and it's paid by the, by the you know, people that ordered the load and all that yeah. so but uh wow. but crossing george washington was 100 bucks then you look then you get tickets and then you you know you get don't know how to navigate and then you get back out so they pay a, a a ton of surcharge just to get loads into new york city they pay the truck driving companies uh, a huge surcharge so if that were to ever happen i mean it's it's a it's a huge deal. They're already paying a, a, a ton in uh, fees and, and toll roads yeah, and all that. Right. Like I said, twenty years ago, it was a hundred bucks across the, the George Washington. Wow. So uh, 
So I don't, wow. I don't you know, if they, if, they, if they do that, they'll just keep on paying more, I guess. I don't know what will happen. Well, anyway, anyway, good to talk to you. Nice Cameron. to Always talk to you. Great. Hi to yeah. you and your, and your, was it your brother with you, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, my yeah. brother. Yeah, he's listening right now. We listen to you every day and, and text each other and, and talk about what's going on in the show. And, and uh, yeah, we always wish we had a hotline to you about most topics you talk on. Outstanding. Uh, great to talk to you again. Uh, best wishes for a happy spring and summer coming up this way eventually. And uh, be safe out there, Shay. Thanks, man. I really I appreciate, appreciate it. it yep. Nice to talk yep, to you. 340. And speaking of truckers, Flounder, let's do a little chanting thing. Now, this morning, I was looking through, as you know, I, I'm not a big, I don't, I don't, I've never been on Twitter. I mean, I, I opened it up, but I've never actually twittered, you know, whatever you call it, uh, tweeted, I guess it is. Sorry. Uh, I mean, I just, I don't, I mean, I look at it once a day, maybe twice a day, just to get ready for the show to see what's going on. And today I noticed, holy crap, uh, that Donald Trump had gone to that sneaker con, the uh, sneaker event, and, and he he, sell, he was selling his sneakers for $400, his gold-plated sneakers. And in fact, the Babylon Bee said that Trump won the uh, slam dunk contest at the NBA All-Star game over the weekend wearing those sneakers. Anyway, uh, when he was at the the, uh, at the convention over the weekend, the crowd started going nuts, and we're gonna. And I, I listened to it on my phone, and of course I have these ear rockets on, so I listened to it on the phone, and it sounded a lot like noise. And the the debate was whether the crowd was saying, uh, "Let's go Biden." Or blank Joe Biden. Okay, let's uh, let's go by. Okay, so that was the debate, and I, I, frankly, I had a little trouble hearing whether they were saying the bad word or not. So I, I texted Flounder and Pete, and I said, "Okay, let's see if we can get this video, this audio, and play that for the story." As the crowd is going nuts when Donald Tr- uh, Trump showed up, uh, and here I, I'm gonna play the sound here in a second. And I, when I came in and I talked to Pete, I said, "I don't know whether this is too juicy to use or not." So I said, "Well, I'm gonna go to Scott or Matt and see, if, you know, uh, or Steve, uh, Steve either." one uh steve mcfarland uh <laughs> i changed his name for him uh anyway uh, to see whether we're playable and founder already edited the damn thing which is which is a good sign anyway so that was the issue but here's uh, i'll pl- i'll play the well, let's play the chant and then i'll tell you what social media was saying about this and how it's become a political thing depending on what you hear flounder if you would sir <laughs> Well, it's kind, it's kind of loud, and uh, now Flounder says that he clearly heard the bad word. He, he definitely clearly heard the word. Yeah, edit it out. It's in there. All right, well, now here's what happened, though. Uh, the liberals tweeted, there's the first tweet I saw, the reaction on, on X on this, was this one. Oh, uh, oh, my God, I blanking love this. Trump is booed as the crowd chants, let's go Biden. These young folks are too smart to fall for this blank. Like, you know, like they hate Trump so much that they're saying, let's go Biden. Well, here's some of the other action. Uh, wow. Young sneakerheads broke out in F Joe Biden and let's go Brandon chance when Trump took the stage at SneakerCon. Liberals think they're saying, let's go Biden. Who wants to tell them? Uh, people are sharing this video trying to say the crowd is booing and saying, let's go Biden when Trump's coming out on stage. They're saying blank Joe Biden. Another let's go. Uh, let's go Biden is trending because yet again, people were chanting blank. Joe Biden and an army of bots is frantically trying to push disinformation. We saw the video, Skippy. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. And again, I'll bet it is bots. I'll bet it's, I'll bet it's AI. They're just flooding social media with people saying, oh, there's in uh, blank uh, uh, Donald Trump. Uh, the left is desperate to say this crowd booed Trump and that they're chanting, let's go Biden is comical. 
they're liars. Look at the video. Let's go Biden trending because Democrats are so desperate they actually think FJB is let's go Biden. They slow down the video, try to hold it together, okay? And they're successfully drowning out the astroturf let's go Biden crowd. It helps when the opposition is badly outnumbered. It's over. <laughs> anyway, uh, must have been must have been really, really fun. Uh, 343 with a Kimber Pete and Flounder. Uh, here's a number 404 741 1230. 741 1230. Oh, we're going to be talking. Oh, two things. Two freaky things. We're going to talk here in a minute about the story of women who seriously, seriously believe they have had intimate affairs with ghosts. They're not crazy. Uh, they're, I mean, it's, and they're a doc. Well, you'll hear from, uh, you'll hear about them. I'm quoting some doctors who are saying, now, wait a minute. Now, we can't just write this off as, you know, bad dreams or something. So we got that. We'll talk about that here in a second. Also, this is, this is really creepy to me, and I don't know if I could do it. I guess if I were trying to be a, a bigger person to help the world or something, I would. But here's the story. Coming up, we'll do this shortly. Parents of shooting victims have been trying to convince Congress to crack down on gun laws and affiliated problems. So now somebody came up with a program that will have parents give examples of their dead children's voices. And then the program turns those voices around into a message to play for Congress or anybody who will hear it of children saying, uh, we really need to do something about this. Uh, too bad I'm not here because I'm dead. Their parents are going to be hearing the voices of their dead children pleading for gun control. And Flounder's got a couple of bites of those coming up here, too. Also, in fact, speaking of that, Flounder, the next break, coming back, we'll do the, uh, we'll do the commercial that was made famous in the 80s from a very famous celebrity who was trying to warn about the dangers of smoking. 345, Kimber, Pete, and Flounder. It's President's Day, Monday, 12, uh, 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 404 741 1230, 1063. Sing me, Johnny. An old cowboy went riding out one dark and windy day. <laughs> Ghost riders in the sky. Is that what he rested as he went along his way. Johnny Cash. When all at once a mighty herd of red-eyed cows he saw. Red-eyed cows. Plowing through the ragged sky. In the sky. And up a cloudy draw. Johnny Cash. Sing it for you. It's uh, 2004. Johnny Cash's family blocked an attempt by advertisers to use the hit song Ring of Fire to promote hemorrhoid cream. The idea is said to have been backed by Merle Kilgore, who co-wrote the song with Johnny Cash's wife, June Carter Cash. Cash's daughter, Roseanne, said the family would never allow the song to be demeaned like that Ring of Fire. For your butt cream. <laughs> I can't blame you for that. Uh, our birthdays include Justine Bateman. Remember Justine Bateman? 58 years yeah. old. She's Jason Bateman's big sister. She played Mallory on Family Ties. 
and, and it says here she hasn't done much since then. But now, wait a minute. The funniest thing I remember about Justine Bateman, she was Mallory on Family Ties, but she also yeah. appeared on Arrested Development one time, and she played a hooker that he was picking up at a bar. And, and it's his real life sister, and they were and they were talking about making love and what I mean. It was hysterical, and you could tell that they were smirking inside because it was so it was so horrible. And if I can't, I should have asked Flounder to try to find it. It'd probably be impossible to find the episode where Justine they're flirting together. As I think she was a hooker or his girl ex girlfriend or something. I think she was a hooker um, at a pick her up at a bar or something. And there was there was one line in there where it made it where he said something like, "Well, this is getting even too offensive for me" or something like that. Where they. they they were kind of referring to the fact that their brother or sister. Anyway, I thought she would agree. She was a pretty girl. She was a handsome woman. And uh, didn't do much after that in acting. But you'll find with me. Uh, Justine Bateman, 58 years old today. And I remember that from Arrested, Arrested Developments. One of, the, one of the best top five series of all time, I think, probably, in, in my opinion. And that's saying a lot because you got to have Cheers and you got to have Breaking Bad. And, I mean, there's, you know, there's a lot of really. Anyway, uh, our birthday. Oh, I mean, our, our history list. Check this out. 1987, Dead Man Talking, a TV public service ad from a king who sings and a gunfighter, Yul Brenner. Ladies and gentlemen, the late Yul Brenner. I really wanted to make a commercial when I discovered that I was that sick and my time was so limited. I wanted to make that commercial that says simply, now that I'm gone, I tell you, don't smoke. Whatever you do, just don't smoke. Your brand? If I could take back that smoking, we wouldn't be talking about any cancer. I'm convinced of that. Dan, he he was dead. He was dead when he said when he did it. I mean, well, he wasn't dead when he did it, but he was dead when it played. He made the thing, the show, obviously. <laughs> the man was dead and did the commercial anyway. It was an incredible performer. Uh, and, and I'm just, I was, I, I was like, I, for some reason, I'm just, I'm just getting a, a thing. I want to start smoking. I want to get a pack of Luckies, although I can't find it. Every time I go into a drugstore now, if I'm going in, or, or I'm not drugstore, uh, shopping in Publix, if I'm going by the checkout thing or whatever, I'll look in the cigarette thing in the back where the, where the service counter is, and there's no Lucky Strikes. I haven't seen a pack of Lucky Strikes in a store in years. Mm. You could order them. No, I don't. Yeah, it's stupid. Yeah, yeah the, FYI, the, it's 2024. <laughs> yeah. Well, the problem is, yeah, the problem is, I mean, you know, who do I, you know, I, you know, I, <laughs> yeah. the problem yeah, is, they don't have the product in my local <laughs> store. I'll just, I'll just go home and sit in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> no, the only reason I'm not doing it, I swear to God, the only reason I'm not doing it, because I think I'm, I think I'm lucky. I think I have, I've already had cancer. I've had a heart attack. I don't think I have the gene that gives you lung cancer. I think, I think I'm immune from it. I think, because I smoked four packs of Luckies a day for are. years. For years, yeah. and you know, um, and, and so I think I'm immune. So, I th- but the problem is making it through work, because they won't let me smoke in here. Now, is there any? If I could, if I could figure out a way to be able to smoke on the show or in this building instead of having to run outside, and you can't even smoke outside. There's no building. There's no smoking in the battery. You have to go oh. to one parking garage in this freaking whole the whole city. The battery, no smoking. Or no vaping, <laughs> which seems pretty stupid. But anyway, uh, so that's the only reason I can't do it is because I go nuts, you know, all day long working here for all these, you know, whatever. So anyway. Uh, so. Speaking of working there, can I just say one thing? Yes, please Flounder, do. You'll, you'll appreciate this, yes. too. Yes. That for the first, we've worked there since, what, June 1st June, or something? Yeah, I think it was June, yeah. Eight months. So we're almost a year. Eight months. We're almost yeah. at a year. We're getting, getting close. And this morning, yeah. Kimmer finally remembered and enunciated 
the names of his two bosses correctly. <laughs> After eight yeah. months, Matt yeah. and Scott. Well, yeah. they, you know, I mean, you Matt can get confused. And I've already given Steve a new name, so. <laughs> it's Scott. <laughs> well, I'm easily confused. You know, it's, uh, I'm not good. I'm not big on names. I'm not big on names. <laughs> 355. Oh, mercy. Um, anyway, all right, now, this, this is a real story. I'm not making this up, and this is not a joke. Well, it's kind of funny, but it's not a joke. There's a lady named. Now, if you see the name S-I-A-N, Sian, is it pronounced Sean? S I S I A N doesn't really seem like Sean. S E A N is Sean. S I N Sheehan. Who knows? We'll call her Sheehan. Call her Sheehan. Is a girl. Uh, she describes her first night of passion with her lover. Uh, she didn't have to say or do anything. This woman is 25 years old, lives in London. She said he was very handsome, beautiful hazel eyes. As we made love, he stroked my body tenderly, and I could feel the weight of him pressing down on me. His body felt incredibly light. The whole encounter lasted an hour, and afterwards he whispered, that was the most amazing thing I've ever experienced. As we drifted off to sleep in one another's arms, a voice in my head kept asking, is this really happening? Sheehan had reason to question her experience because, incredibly, she claims that her lover, Robert, was a ghost. An amorous apparition of an artist who had died more than a 100 years ago. She says, some people look at me like I'm crazy, like I'm mad. My family don't know anything about it, but then what woman feels comfortable discussing her love life with her parents anyway? Uh, over centuries, there are legends of spirits having sex with humans, Christian, Greek, Jewish, Catholic, Celtic, uh, Celtic folk folklore. Demi Moore got intimate with her dead partner with that uh, sculpture thing with a clay business. Uh, Ghostbusters, Dan Aykroyd's character, pleasured by a specter. Uh, let's see, Charlie Angel, actress Lucy Liu, and late Anna Nicole Smith have described what they claim are real-life sexual encounters with apparitions. The phenomenon has actually got a name, spectrophilia, sexual attraction to ghosts. Modern science sometimes says it's just a very vivid dream, but indeed some women claim they enjoy sex with spirits so much they've given up on actual guys. Uh, one woman said a couple days after our encounter, this woman is Shia. Uh, Robert arrived, said he could be our last night. I never asked why I sobbed when I woke up. He was no longer in my bed. I'd been falling in love. Uh, I'm in a relationship with a living man who thinks my past experience with it just a dream and finds it funny. But I recall my fling with Robert very fondly. A 27-year-old woman named uh, Amethyst. Spiritual guidance counselor from Bristol, uh, England, says an out-of-this-world relationship not only ended her engagement to her sweetheart from childhood, but put off men forever. Her first time was 10 years ago. Uh, my boyfriend was away. Uh, someone came up behind me, put their hands on my hips, and breathed softly on my neck. It wasn't warm or cold, just a soft breath. It felt lovely. A few seconds, and it faded. A few weeks later, went to bed in the guest room, wore a sexy negligee. Uh, after an hour, nothing happened, and then I felt pressure on my body like a person was laying on top of me, lighter and softer than a human. Nothing I've ever experienced. I know it sounds bizarre, but it felt real. Different than having sex with a man. Afterwards, I slept better than I had in years. 
Uh, we'd have sex two or three times a day. Never spoke, never even saw him, but we had a huge emotional connection. Now, a professor who studied all this stuff says it can be explained easily. Sleep paralysis is common, where a lot of people experience a movement where the, the state between sleep and wakefulness, when you realize you can't move. A small percentage of the population associated symptoms that can be very scary that you're commonly reported as a sense of presence, something or someone there with you. Tactile hallucinations. You feel as though you're being held. You know, somebody is breathing on the back of your neck. You feel as you're being dragged out of bed. You go through different stages and in REM sleep that's associated with vivid dreams. You act out your dreams. Uh, muscles of your body are actually paralyzed, presumably, to stop you acting out your dreams. And then something goes slightly awry and your brain wakes up, but your body doesn't. You can't move, but you think you're having these experiences, like having If sex. it's a guy... It's an incubus you're having sex with. If it's a girl ghost, it's a succubus, and they're both demonic. Well, they're, oh, that's the bad, that's the bad part. That's the bad, well, there are, if we could only get rid of the bad part, because I was looking forward to having sex tonight with something. <laughs> it's 4 o'clock, damn, that figures. Ah, crap. Yourself as usual. I know, it fell, oh, God. <laughs> Me and myself. Jeez. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Bada boom, bada boom, bada boom. <laughs> That's a bizarre offering here. Is this the chick with the feathers? Is the wing? Yeah, like yes. a heavenly Bjork. Or, yeah, Bjork. Yeah. Uh, 1996, Bjork was shown on British Breakfast TV attacking a news reporter as she arrived in Bangkok International Airport. The footage showed Bjork pulling the female reporter to the floor and banging her, smashing her head into the ground. Uh, Bjork later apologized. I wonder what that was all about. It doesn't say here. Holy smokes. <laughs> Man, that's a tough chick. And she goes around dressed like a freaking angel. With it like angel I, I, wings. I, I remember that. I think it, she was on tour and she was just worn out on tour and people come up to you and yep. kept on autographs and stuff. And I think she just had it. Slammed her face into the ground. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I've met her. She's this little bitty fairy-like creature, too. She's like four feet tall. Where did you meet Bjork? I just met her. No, no. Where did you meet Bjork? Don't give me that crap. Wait, oh, just no, met her. My no. ass. What did you? Did you do her? No, she was walking around uh, Lenox Square. Right, no, wait a minute. Now, and did she have her wings on? No, she wore swan once at some uh, MTV music. Ceremony. Yeah, at the MTV yeah. Music Awards. Yeah. Now, white so, now, now, how did you come to know Bjork? Did you recognize her, or was she I, doing I autographs? I recognized her. She, I mean, I mean, basically, she was dressed a little weird, and yeah. she was short and everything, and it's like, uh, and the person I was with says that's that's Bjork, and it was. And did you go up and talk to her, or what? 
Yes. And I what, said I enjoy I enjoy that song, that human behavior song. I said I enjoy that I enjoy that song. And did she kiss you on the mouth? No, she didn't. Oh, did she offer? Mm, no, I offered, but she Well, there you go. Well, at least one of you. I, 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 you should always offer to kiss a woman if you meet a woman for the first time. Would you, would you like I mean, a kiss? I, I mean, you know, that's my... Well, that's, you know. One out of 20 says yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Do you think we should... <laughs> I've actually done this. <laughs> no, I've never mind. I'm not going to say. <laughs> it does for you once in a while. <laughs> well, you're going to get 19 no's. <laughs> or slaps. <laughs> Uh, you gotta four, ask. 405. You know, <laughs> hey, you know, if, hey, never catch a fish if you don't go trolling. I mean, come on. You gotta throw the hook in the water, baby, because <laughs> it's a lander. <laughs> 405, sorry. Our birthday list includes uh, Benicia del Toro, is the uh, 57 year old Spanish Puerto Rican hybrid, it says here. He plays DJ the I, says, I swear to God. This, now, this is Flounder's uh, history and birthday list. Uh, Benicia Del Toro, 57. He is the Spanish-Puerto Rican hybrid. He plays DJ the oh, Codebreaker in Star Wars The Last Jedi and the Collector in Guardians of the Galaxy and Avengers Infinity War. Benicia Del Toro. And he's been in a million things. God, he's everywhere. He, does, he was in a movie oh, with those Sin two City. hotties. Uh, Selma, not Selma Hayek, but the other one. Uh, Selma Hayek. And who's the other one that Tom Cruise was with? Cruise. Somebody Cruise. No, no. Selma Katie. Hayek and somebody Cruise. Uh, uh, somebody crew. Rebecca Cruz. Really he was Pen- also in the usual Penelope. suspects. Penelope Cruz. Penelope. That's what Pen- and he was in a movie with her and some hotties about having affairs with various guys. He's been in a million things. He was in that, uh, the old, uh, like, uh, Zorro movie, too. He did a Zorro movie. But he, I'm pretty sure. I'm almost positive. Did he? He'd be, Del Toro, yeah, 57 years old. And on this day in history, 1942, President Franklin Roosevelt signed Executive Order 9066 the order that let military relocate and incarcerate Japanese Americans and Japanese nationals living in the United States, including those rounded up, included George Takai, the Star Trek star, and his family. It was nine weeks after Pearl Harbor, 1942, and he said, we're going to lock you up. They put him on military bases and uh, said, we're gonna, we don't know what to do. And again, what a horrible, you know, I mean, who knew? Uh, what, a, what a terrible thing the whole thing was, you know. Uh, but again, it's freaking wartime. We got attacked, so who knew what they, you know. I'll tell you this right now. All these people coming across our border. You know, it would not surprise me if in the next couple of years, all of a sudden, they sort of like uh, show up and, and get with their uh, groups that they've been, you know, formed a band once they get into America and finally start getting into their gang territories and stuff. Hell, they're, we're already seeing it. Venezuelan gangs, now, you know, they rob people in New York, then go to Florida, buy all the stuff they want, then go back and rob more people in New York. They're affiliated gangs all over the country, people coming in across the border. <laughs> in fact, I have a sign. My sign today says in, this, in the studio, I wrote this one. Let's make getting welfare benefits for illegal immigrants as hard to get as it is for veterans. Uh, I mean, anyway, uh, 408 here with the camera, Pete and Flounder. Uh, oh, this is a bizarre story. Uh, I saw this this morning, and Flounder got some audio on it, too. Some parents have been hearing, have been trying to get hearings at Congress and convince people years after the famous high school shootings in Parkland, Florida, and so forth. And some of the parents have gotten together, and various groups have been trying to uh, crack down on gun laws and get the attention of Congress. They've tried uh, unsuccessfully for a long time to pass a national 
national law mandating the safe storage of guns. Remember, Atlanta Safe House uh, has a wonderful pistol safes and gun safes. They've been trying to get a, a, a national law mandating safe storage of guns. So they've used a company. I'll see if I can get the guy's name here. Um, uh, marketing firm uh, ch- uh, changed the ref. Da, da, da. Anyway, uh, this guy has used artificial intelligence to recreate the voices of their dead children who died from gun violence. Uh, Using AI recreating the voices is shocking, which is the point. One of the fathers whose son was killed said this was a heartbreaking thing for us to do, but I think this is the kind of thing that wakes people up. You can go to... TheShotLine.org, TheShotLine.org, and Flounder did just that, and here are some of the voices of dead children talking to us now. Hi, this is Uzi Garcia. What is it going to take for you to help make sure violence like this stops happening? It's been six years and you've done nothing. Not a thing to stop all the shootings that have continued to happen since. How many calls will it take for you to care? How many dead voices will you hear before you finally listen? That's why my family recreated my voice using AI to call you today and demand change. Mm-hmm. Creepy. Um... I wouldn't, you know, I already have an opinion on gun control and things like that. It's, it's certainly not going to change my mind on my opinion of gun control and things like that. Uh, but still, you know, I appreciate the fact they're trying to do this for what they believe is a thing. But it just creeps me the hell out, I'll be honest with you. I don't think I'd want to hear my dead child's voice. I, I, well, on the other hand, I've thought, I've thought uh, uh, many times if I were in an airplane and the plane was going down, uh, I would call my kid's cell phone and leave a message. So they could hear my voice saying, I love you, and, uh, you know, no matter what happens, I'll well, be da-da-da-da. So, I mean, maybe. 9-11. Yeah. A 9/11, lot of people did that. did that. Yeah. All those people on those planes. Phone. Yeah. Uh, let's roll. Remember the guy said, let's roll. That was a Marine Corps guy. I mean. Said, Last words, let's roll. And his family, he gave that to his wife. He, he said, I love you, and da-da-da-da. And, said, and then he turned to the crowd and said, let's roll. His last words, and the plane crashed in the field. Uh, anyway, I just, uh, wow, <laughs> pretty pretty interesting. Uh, pretty uh, bizarre. Uh, bizarre. Uh, Okie dokie. Uh, uh, did you watch any People's Choice Awards, uh, Pete Davis? Was on last no, night? No, I actually started watching uh, Oppenheimer this weekend. Oh, oh, I know what, Netflix? Where's that uh, show? Peacock. Oh, Peacock. Peacock has- Isn't that NBC? Isn't NBC? No, why don't they show it on NBC yeah. then? I mean, what the well, hell? I don't know. Oh, I know why. So you have to get it on your phone. You have to get a new app on your phone. Streaming. Yeah. No, no. I, I want to get the phone app so yeah. I can watch a movie on my freaking wristwatch. I uh, watched it on my big screen TV. All right, Good fine. Lord. Well, uh, in fact, okay. Uh, this uh, uh, this uh, yesterday okay. afternoon, all of a sudden, I, I, I'm watching TV and I'm on the thing and I'm doing stuff, and then all of a sudden, I, I, I switch from watching my DVR because I'm down to like 87 uh, episodes of Cheaters, and so I'm getting rid of them one by one. <laughs> and so I go back to live TV, and all of a sudden there's no sound no sound on my tv i'm like oh my god and so i tried i I tried everything i I wound it off and did on i called comcast and i and uh i walked me through a whole process and uh, oh my god well i'll tell you about it in a minute it was actually pretty uh pretty weird 
Well, first of all, yeah. we're talking about one of the top two movies of the year that everybody's talking about, yeah. and you somehow managed to immediately bring it back to you. <laughs> and the other thing is, Sunday morning at 4 o'clock, I happen to be up 4 a.m., the phone rings. It's my friend down in Lake Oconee, and he says, my uh, cable's out. And I was like, yes, yeah, so? so? And he goes, well, I got... I got nothing to watch. I'm usually up at this time and I got nothing to watch. So literally, I stayed on the phone with him for three hours because he was bored because well, he had no TV. Yeah, and you're calling me an idiot. <laughs> Man, yeah, there you a, go. Read a book. Uh, let me hold up this mirror for you. Uh, for, oh, I got more on I'm I hold the Comcast thing too and I think I might have been talking to a machine. I think I could have been talking to an AI a computer chick. Uh, we'll find out. All right, hold on. 413, Kimber, Pete, and Flounder. It's uh, President's Day for goodness sakes. Here we go. A little more on the Tommy Lee tape and marriage story. Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. 419 on 106.3 on your Monday. At 1995, Motley Crude drummer Tommy Lee married Baywatch actress Pamela Anderson. On a Cancun beach, the bride wore a white bikini. Anderson and Tommy Lee married only four days after meeting and videotaped their uh, sexual activities on vacation. The tape was later stolen and released on the Internet, and so they sued the video company that released the tape. And uh, Tommy Lee and his wife entered into a confidential settlement agreement, and they divorced <laughs> two and a half years later uh, from uh, sheer exhaustion, apparently. So anyway, that's the latest on Tommy thing. Uh, let's see. Kimber, Pete, and Flounder, how you doing? A birthday list includes Lou Christie. If you're of a certain age, you remember Lou Christie, lightning strikes and two faces have I, I, I. Also, I'm going to make you mine, uh, Lou Christie, with that big uh, high no. screamy voice. What's that? You don't like Lou Christie? Don't remember him. Oh, you don't remember Lou Christie? Oh, my God. Two faces, uh, lightning strikes. Oh, I can't believe you don't no. remember Lou, Lou Christie. You, you can keep repeating the songs all you want, but I don't <laughs> remember You don't remember Lou Christie. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're gonna make me remember. I'm gonna what make I you. <laughs> I, I guarantee, Flounder. If you played that song, what? Do you, oh, I'm sorry. What we got here? We got something new here. Oh, oh, cool. Uh, uh, this is really cool. Really cool. And Coulter. Uh, well, okay, we got all sound here coming up with that too. That's a great story. Thank you, Flounder. Hold on. And our birthday. Uh, we did a birthday. Our, our history list includes on this day in 1985, Coca-Cola introduced Cherry Coke. And I used to drink Cherry Pepsi because it was sweeter, and now I've switched back to Cherry Coke. If I, I, I actually haven't drunk it in a while, but I have some in my refrigerator. I have, my, I have regular Coke, mm. Cherry Coke, and I stopped drinking Pepsi for some reason. I don't know why. Have you tried the uh, new poppy soda drink they've been advertising? Uh, Coca-Cola advertising it? No, no. It's called okay. Poppy, and it's supposed to be a healthy soda. Really? And Kroger sells it, and I tried some of it, and there's one... There's one that's uh, an orange flavor, but it looks like Sprite. It's clear, yeah. and it tastes like Sprite, but it's supposedly better for you. Yeah, it helps. And I uh, tried it. It was pretty good. It helps, like, your gut support and stuff like really? that. How's so. it spelled? Pop. What's it spelled? Uh, P -O -P Poppy. P-O-P-P-Y or P-A-P-I? Yeah. I, I don't know. P-O-P-P-Y, <laughs> -P -P I think, is okay, what it is. And the, it. Yeah, the orange is pretty good. The the ginger lime is like Fresca. So I've never seen I, I Well, I haven't looked for it. It might be everywhere. I don't know. I have no idea. But I, I will, I'll try to look for it. It's P-O-P-P-I, and they have all kinds of different flavors. Oh, excellent. Well, there you are. Uh, by the way, the, it's uh, 422, the 4 o'clock hour, brought to you by Atlanta Safe House. 
home of the Kimmer's Atlanta Safe House Safes. You need a safe, you may not know it. Put your Social Security card in there and your medical records. Oh, sorry. Learn more at atlantasafehouse.com. And you can go to their warehouse, uh, warehouse, show house in Eckworth. Warehouse, idiot. Uh, let's see, let's see. Um, oh, okay, a, a little bit on the People's Choice. Now, again, I do, all these award shows, I, I really stopped watching. Although I did turn, I, I forgot it was on. And, and about 10, 10 after the hour that was on last night, I tuned in for a second. And the first thing I saw, well, I beg your pardon. I tuned in before the show started to see that runway where they introduce people and they show the gowns or whatever with the, you know the the runway thing introduction uh, red carpet before they actually go into the show, and I I, I couldn't I couldn't watch I watched for like thirty maybe a minute and I didn't recognize anybody uh, and the hosts were completely unperf I just awkward didn't know what to say no it was just, it was just horrible it was just, it was just like it was just like you gave you know some high school kids a camera and a microphone and said hey I, I, I pretend you're doing a show I mean it just it was really I, I was not impressed at all and then so I, I did it was doing other stuff and then uh, and then later on I tuned back in for a few minutes a few minutes later and I saw Jennifer Aniston walking to the podium to give an award to something man is she beautiful Boy, does she, I mean, she really looks 20, and she's, although her mouth, she's had some work done. I noticed, I noticed her, she, her, she's got a little something going on in this area down here, in the mouth area. She must have been pumping up some uh, Botox or what, something's going on. Maybe a little thing, a little, wor, a little minor work kind of deal. But she's, sure, she's beautiful, Jennifer Anderson, and she's got to be 55 or something by now, 52 years old, probably 50. I don't know. Anyway, uh, I will give you a list of a couple of the winners. Again, I didn't watch it, and I don't really care that much because most of them I haven't seen and probably will never see unless it shows up on my TV. Uh, but uh, one of the – it was kind of a, um, um, a social media reaction to Adam Sandler. And, again, he was given the award of Man of the Year. He, he joked about uh, thinking he was given the award of Sexiest Man of the Year. Uh, and so he did a he, – he gave his speech. Here, we, here's the sound of Adam Sandler speech and then there's later there's some reaction uh, from people who were a little a little freaked out by it uh, flounder if you would sir so when my agent called me and said i won the people's choice icon award i think i misheard him i thought he said uh, congratulations adam you won the people magazine sexiest man alive so i wrote a speech for that i would like to say thank you for recognizing me as the man who made our entire country the horniest this year <laughs> And was, and was by far the most talked about person in the bedroom by couples or thruples during fantasy role-playing sloppy time. I am trying to be gracious, People, People Magazine, but I have to admit three words keep popping into my head right now. About freaking time. Well, he added the award will sit proudly on my nightstand where it will witness many feats of romantic gymnastics performed gently on my fine-as-hell wife. Before he showed his wife laughing, he then uh, addressed, quote, what's underneath all these baggy clothes and the Internet can't get enough of before comparing his pee-pee to a Pinocchio. Wrapping up, he tossed out some advice to the ugly folk out there, encouraging them to embrace your chubbiness, lean into your goofiness, and start hanging out with David Spade and Rob Schneider so you can look handsomer and three feet taller than you really are. <laughs> so there were some people saying, now, wait a minute, it was a little wrong, you know, a little something. But that was Adam Sandler, and, um, you know, what the heck? It was all TV. And again, I didn't see that. I, I watched a few minutes of it, and I just, the only thing I saw really was how Jennifer Aniston looked so beautiful, um, although she did. She had some work. I'll bet you she had a little mouth thing going there. Uh, let's see. Some of the kind of just quickly a few of them. The movie of the year was Barbie. The action. <coughs> sorry. The action movie of the year 
was The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Nobody God. saw. I never heard of that. <laughs> now, how many Hunger Games have there been? And is this oh, still that um, little Jennifer four? Lawrence chick still in No, those? no. She, she's she's been... long gone. Well, then why would they even have it? Well, Lord, I, I guess because they get people to go. Uh, let's see. That was the um, uh, action movie of the year, Hunger Games. The comedy movie of the year was Barbie. The drama movie of the year is Oppenheimer. The male movie star of the year is Ryan Gosling for Barbie. By the way, holy cow, the, the, for the, now this can't be right. Now, wait a second. Now, I must have gotten, hold on here. Uh, oh, I see. I screwed up. Female movie star of the year. I didn't get those down. And then, all right, I'll be an action movie star. Oh, I really screwed up. My, my pen's going out, running out of ink. Oh, crap. Hold on. I got another one. Hold on. Everybody stay where you are. Look at this. See, look at this, huh? This is going in the garbage. And this is the replacement. All right. Um. Let's see. Male. Uh, let's see. Uh, male movie star of the year is Ryan Gosling. Female movie star of the year is Margot Robbie for Barbie. Action movie star of the year is well. Now where the hell is the winner? Action movie star of the year. Oh my God! They, uh, it doesn't say. It doesn't say who freaking won it. Oh, no, yes, it is. Uh, uh, Rachel Zag Zegler for The Hunger Games. Uh, comedy movie star of the year, Jennifer Lawrence. No hard feelings. Never heard of that either. And the drama movie star of the year was uh, Jenna Ortega for Scream 6. Anyway, God, dear God. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, somebody maybe oh cares God. about the stupid people. Well, once, I got, know, once I got started, I couldn't start. <laughs> what was that? For someone that's been up since 5 a.m. working yeah. on the show. I know. That was a disaster. It's not good. I just, well, they ran there. I'll tell you why. They ran it. I could show you the paper. They ran it all in together where you, you couldn't freaking separate it. So it's not my fault. Anyway. Okay, uh, 428. Do we have time for the Ann Coulter thing? This is pretty cool. Ann Coulter was with Bill Maher. And uh, she got ta ta talking about racism. And remember I said to you the other day, I think Pete and I both made the point, uh, when the shooters in Kansas City, the kids, if they had been white wearing MAGA hats, it would have been the number one lead story, white supremacy takes over shooting millions of people in a Kansas City parade. Yeah. Instead, they're black kids. And so nobody knew anything. They were never described as black kids, never described, described as black gangbangers trying to make their bones raised by grandma or something. Well, Ann Coulter was on the Bill Maher show. Here's how that went when she says, uh, kind of pointed it out. I mean, we don't know who did this shooting, by the way, the, the, the Super Bowl shooting. We have we, some idea. <laughs> yes, we what? If it were a white man shooting, we'd know. If we, well, we don't know. But they, I mean, they That's how we know it's not a white man, I can tell you that much. Do you think they're, they're repressing that reporting? They wouldn't tell us about the transgender woman that shot up the Christian school for, what, like a year? Yeah. San Bernardino out here. Remember the crazy terrorist Muslims? That's when I first noticed, hmm, they're not telling us who it is. Not a white male. The longer they go without telling you, it's not a white male. Okay, well, we don't, we, for this one, for right now, as of Friday night, February 16th, we, know. we, don't, we don't officially know. <laughs> yes, we okay, do. you know, you have special powers. Yes, we do. Um, oh, please. Now, now, see, Bill Maher, that, you know, Bill Maher is really doing a lot better than any, most of the liberals I know who have, have any kind of a voice or a pulpit. But still, he should have taken the opportunity to say, you know what, you're right. If that had been white guys... I mean, we know it wasn't white guys because they would have said so. He can't do that because he'll lose half his right, audience. Right. But again, but he's pushing the A. I mean, I, I thought he could have gotten away with that. 
And I, I thought it was too bad that he said, well, you know no, better than anybody no. else. That was just. No, no, no. See, race is the third rail for Democrats. Well, yeah. They won't touch race. Yeah, that's true. They can do trannies and uh, gender maybe, but surely not race. Yeah, Politics, so. yeah. yeah. Uh, 4.30 already. Holy cow. Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder's President's Day. And coming up, oh, an icky story on the Mamas and Papas family uh, history. And the Dukes of Hazard racism. And Snoopy's making it up uh, to the little black kid from 1973. <laughs> Snoopy. Snoopy's got to apologize for a Thanksgiving cartoon 51 years ago. Next, 431. Oh, look out. You've been warned. 435. Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. Look out. President's Day, baby. <laughs> Oh, my. Yeah, that's uh, good. Those are good. <laughs> yeah. There must have been an awful lot of angry people back in the 80s and 90s that I just I, I didn't have contact with, apparently. <laughs> How could you? Well, whatever. 1992, Guns N' Roses, your illusion, uh, use your illusion tour, Guns N' Roses. 1992, this day, played the first of three gigs at the Tokyo Dome, the 55,000-seat baseball stadium. The Big Egg is the largest concert hall in Japan. 92, Guns N' Roses. I can imagine the Japanese <laughs> to Guns N' Roses. I will. Speaking Japanese, popcorn time to speak in Japanese. What was that song? Remember that? Speaking Japanese, speaking Japanese, or something like that. I forget what it's called. I think I'm speaking Japanese. Japanese. Is that what it is? Learning, learning Japanese? Was that it? Turning Japanese. Turning, uh, turning Japanese. Turning Japanese. Japanese. Yeah, that was what it was. I really think so. <laughs> oh, but they're just so thrilled I'm doing that in front of all of our Asian And you friends. know what that meant, right? That was a I, euphemism. I don't know what that means. Turning Japanese. Because you squint your... When oh, you squinting? You squint your eyes when you're like touching yourself. Oh, oh my God! So it's like a, a, an arrival of uh, self happiness. Oh my God! That's what the, the turning Japanese means. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Waxing the old dolphin. He's waxing a shillelagh. Is that holy? Walk in the bishop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, taking Elmer for a walk around the block. I don't even understand. I, I had no idea. Dear Lord, 437. <laughs> uh, birthday list includes Victoria Justice, 31. She was Janet in Fox's Rocky Horror remake. You remember her as Lindy oh. Sampson on Eye Candy and Tori Vega on Victorious. Victoria Justice, 31. And I, 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 I saw her picture, and I really don't, I don't think I've ever seen her in anything. But she's, well, she's famous, but I don't know why. And uh, this day in history it was 1878. Oh, this was funny. Thomas Edison you, I wrote about this. Uh, this day in 1878, Thomas Edison received a patent for his phonograph. And he said he used to have the most fun. He'd put, he'd, he'd, get, he'd get the turntable going like at 78 RPMs. He'd put baby kittens on there, fire it up, and then watch him go slamming into the walls. <laughs> he'd laugh. And laugh. Oh, Thomas Edison. God, he had such a wacky sense of humor. Uh, let's see, 438 here now with the Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. Oh, you mentioned the um, uh, Ann Coulter just said, well, if those kids had been white, we'd have known it. 
And they didn't mention anything on the Kansas City shooter kids because they're teenage black kids. Well, the uh, mayor of Kansas City, Quentin Lucas, is now accusing the governor of Missouri, Mike Parson, of using a dog whistle, talking about the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade shooting. Uh, The uh, mayor made the comment during an appearance on a radio show, uh, told the host that he had seen similar incidents of alleged racism time and again. Here's what happened. The uh, uh, two minors charged with the gun-related offenses, two juveniles. That's out the only way they ever explained them was two juveniles, two youngsters. Um, let's see. The question came up. The, the, the way they write this is totally wrong. Uh, certainly the question came up about uh, incidents like this. Following the shooting, the uh, governor, Mike Parson, had said, quote, we can't let some thugs just take over and ruin what happened. Well, the mayor said, I have respect for the governor. We get along. I disagree strongly with how he would describe the situation. I certainly do think this is criminal activity. It was lawlessness, and I think that's troubling. But thugs? Thugs is a dog whistle in most classic sense. I've seen this dog whistle time and again. It's a kind of giant conservative, th- here we go, conservative theory on social media how that the reason these mugshots haven't been shown is because their purported defendants are black. And if it were a white defendant, we would have shown them mm-hmm. that's absolutely preposterous, says the mayor. Mm-hmm. They are our protections to juveniles. Oh, kiss my ass. Hey, you could have described them as two young black members of gang. I mean, come on. Give me a freaking break. What have have I been saying for years now? It's going to get to the point where you can't look at them. If they're a person of color committing murder, rape, shooting nine kids at a parade, you won't be able to even look at them or say anything about them because that makes you a racist, and that's worse than whatever they do. And by God, you better not uh, refuse them bail. (laughs) You better let them in custody of their parents or something or the the nearest, uh, nearest social club or something. Good by, Lord. By the way, the, the word thug came from India. It's, a, it's an Indian word. It's, it's not an African word. It's not a black word. It, whites didn't coin that. It's from India. Well, it doesn't matter where it came from. It's still, they're still hoods. They're thugs, hoods. I mean, gang, gang bangers. Yeah. But what, call them, what, I mean, who cares what the freaking the thug doesn't mean, you know, only black guy. A thug is, a, in right. fact, hell, a thug to me was never a black guy. It was uh, the greasers and, you know, who had all the, uh, the hot uh, wrecked up cars and screaming down North Street in your town and uh, Saturday nights and oh, screaming. The aside. 1930s. Yeah, exactly. The gangsters. Yeah, they, they were, were black. They were thugs. Yeah. They weren't black. ZZ Top has a song called Thug. It's not about black guys. What a bunch of crap. Again, this is the freaking mayor saying, well, the reason we're not calling them black is because we're, I know we don't want to call them black, but we'll pretend it's because the word thug is racist. Give me a, I mean, this is unbelievable. Uh, in fact, John Schneider, the uh, Dukes of Hazard star, is now getting ripped on social media because of a Beyonce comment about a, a, a song played or not played in Oklahoma. It all started when a little radio station in Oklahoma uh, was asked by somebody to play the new Beyonce song. And the general manager uh, wrote back, apparently by mistake, on Twitter or something and said, uh, he said, uh, we do not play Beyonce on KYKC uh, as we are a country music station. Well, then. And the fans got out and say, well, you're racist. You're not playing Beyonce because you're racist. Your stance on the artists of color. You contribute to the narrative of racial bias in the country community. And the guy said, wait a minute. We didn't know she was doing a, a new song. We haven't heard it. We don't know anything about it. We're a little teeny radio station. We don't have, you know, like 50 guys in production and, and you know, marketing and stuff to go through this stuff. And the guy said, we love Beyonce. We play around our other top 40 and adult stations. But we're not playing around our country station. We haven't even seen the song yet. 
So, I mean, again, jumping to anything they freaking can to make sure that they can play, play the race card every freaking possible chance they can. How about this? There's a new peanut special. And it's coming out uh, called the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving Redo. Yes, the uh, new uh, comic strip Peanuts Special is focusing on the comic strip's first black character, Franklin. Addressing a controversial scene from the 1973 special, A Charlie Brown Christmas. The new special is called Snoopy Presents Welcome Home Franklin. It was dropped on Apple TV over the weekend, addressing the controversial scene where Franklin is shown sitting on one side of the dinner table, while the rest of the guests sit on the opposite side. In the new special, all the Peanuts characters are shown rallying around Franklin at the same dinner table. Hey, Charlie Brown says, hey, Franklin, we saved you a seat over here. And Franklin walks around the table. He says, you know, you found your home when you're surrounded by good friends, Charlie later says. To make it have the most impact, it suggested we match the shot exactly to what it was in the Thanksgiving special, said the director, uh, recreating the scene. So we looked at the original frame. You'll see in the special, it's even the same weird wonky perspective of the table. We put it in there just so it would immediately get people to connect to that moment. The son of Charles Schultz, a creator, as executive producer, said it was his son Brian told him about the issue with the scene. It was important to my son. This is our chance to rectify the whole thing. Uh, Franklin's black character was introduced in 1968. Some newspapers refused to run those comics with Franklin in them. Martin Luther King Jr. had been assassinated, Charles Schultz said. It was a young school teacher had seen this, profoundly affected her. She thought one way to get a better message out was to reach out to uh, some of the characters. Oh, now my uh, thing just went down. Um, uh, get a message out was to reach out to cartoonists, see if they could get a black character in the cartoon world, which had not been done till then. The time in 68, similar to the time we have right now, lots of divisiveness and anger. But he hopes the new special will show how people can come together if you just take it down. Down to a basic level. I, I I take total blame for this. I'm sorry. I apologize. What, what did you do? Just, just the other day, I was talking to a friend of mine, and I said, "You know what? I just realized yeah. we just went through Thanksgiving and Christmas, and I didn't hear one complaint about Franklin sitting by himself on the other. That was the first time in 20 years I hadn't heard anyone bitch about it. And I just said that three days ago, and here this comes out. Well, there you are. Well, and now they're making up for it. Pete Davis is responsible for finally the racism of Charlie Schultz and Brown and Chippy and Snoopy and uh, Peanut and all the rest of them is finally going to be ending forever. I, thank God the world will be into a, a better place <laughs> 51 years later. All racism God. has ended. Franklin yeah. gets to sit on the other side of the oh, table. It's, thank God we finally come together. And we finally come together. And Charles Barkley's going to try to bring it all back down again in a minute here. You're going to hear him in the quarter. It's five already. Holy cow, holy cow. Neil Bortz is only on Extra 1063, Atlanta's only conservative news and talk station. The best we can hope for in this election is to have 
especially if Biden manages to win, is to make sure that the Republicans keep control of the House and get control of the Senate. Ports weighs in with commentary every day and is live with the Morning Extra on Tuesdays. Atlanta Talk Radio legends are only on Extra 106.3. Spring is right around the corner, and the folks at Howard Brothers are gearing up. If you need a new mower in 2024, Howard Brothers and Skag have it for you. Skag zero-turn mowers and Skag walk-behind mowers are a perfect solution for pro landscapers and homeowners who want to show off the amazing stripes of the lawns they manage. Howard Brothers' biggest one-day sale of the year is on Wednesday, March 6th. It's a great time to add a Skag to your fleet or to your garage. The grass is always greener when you take care of it with Skag and Howard Brothers. I think it's time to get rid of that old, ugly garage door. Get rid of it? All it needs is a quick repair. Where's my duct tape and WD-40? This is Dan Watkins with All Four Seasons Garage and Entry Doors. And let us be the ones to tell you if you need a repair or a replacement. If you have a wooden or uninsulated steel door, a replacement will always pay for itself with energy savings. But if your door is insulated and not very old, put down the duct tape and let us come out to service your door the right way. Head to allfourseasonsgarages.com or give us a call today. I enjoy a good night's sleep, and I like to breathe while I'm sleeping. My wife appreciates that, too. That's why I wear a CPAP. You want the right machine. You want expert advice. You want all the supplies that go with it. You get it all at CPAPs, etc. in Alpharetta. Machines, masks, tubing, filters, cleaning supplies, all of it, and they ship nationwide. Walk-ins, by the way, are welcome. CPAPs, etc. Alpharetta, CPAPSETC.com. Well, Michael, I want to thank you for your time, but unfortunately, we can't offer you the position. Why? Well, we got the results of your background check, and quite frankly, we were concerned. About what? Apparently, you were arrested for throwing a shopping cart at a customer? In my defense, he had it coming. At Horizon Background Screening, we find things that other companies don't. That's why companies that use us make smarter hiring decisions. Don't let the wrong hire put your company at risk. Get the real story on your candidates at horizonscreening.com. What's your retirement plan? Master Plan Retirement Consultants specialize in constructing plans designed to meet the challenges you could face over the course of a retirement. As holistic retirement planners, we cover tax, income, social security, legacy, health care, and long-term care planning. Our strategies are designed to maximize your retirement savings and income while minimizing taxes and protecting your assets from forces that could disrupt your retirement, providing peace of mind. A fiduciary advisory firm, Master Plan Retirement works with you to create the potential for a sustainable retirement and a legacy to be remembered. Join us on our weekly radio show, Retirement Roadmap, every Saturday at 12 p.m. on Extra 106.3 as we discuss retirement topics for today's financial environment. Episodes can also be found on YouTube and on your podcast platform. Find us at masterplanretire.com to schedule your complimentary consultation. Master Plan Retirement Consultants. Plan well and prosper. Advisory services offered through Master Plan Retirement Consultants, Inc., a registered investment advisory in the state of Georgia. Insurance, tax, and commodity services offered through Frickson Associates, Inc., DBA Master Plan Retirement Consultants. The aforementioned are affiliated companies. Join a Second Chance Bail Bond CEO Daniel Madelon and host Tug Coward for a new weekly radio show, Back Your Blue. They will highlight special initiatives, criminal justice programs, and community events aimed at keeping our communities safer. Tune in Saturdays at 10 a.m. to learn some good news about and from the law enforcement and justice communities. Tune in every Saturday at 10 a.m. or find it online at thepodcastpark.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. There we go. Stand by. It's only the Kimmer. 
Pete, founder. Ozzy Osbourne. On this day, 1982, Ozzy was arrested in San Antonio, Texas, for taking a leak on the ascent of... Well, now I'm reading my thing here. Uh, a sen, a, a cenotaph? Is that what it's called? Pronounced? I don't know what that is. Uh, at the Alamo. Is that a little sign, right? A little, uh, like, plaque? Isn't that what that means? Uh, he took a leak on it at the Alamo, which uh, honors the Alamo defenders. Ozzy Osbourne was wearing a dress at the time he was arrested in 1982 at the Alamo for taking leave. Uh, apparently his wife Sharon hid all his clothes so he couldn't go outside. So he said, screw you and put on a dress and left anyway. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne was then banned from ever playing in San Antonio ever again. Of course, they lifted the ban 10 years later in 1992. Uh, later interviewed, Ozzy said his next goal was to take a leak on the uh, lawn of the White House. <laughs> well, I hope you were able to pull that up. No, my iPad just left. i got to redo it again. One, two, three, six, six, six. Okay, uh, so that's our music. Now, hold on, birthday list. It includes uh, the hideous Prince Andrew, 64 years old today. And uh, let's see, just in, oh, this is rather bizarre. The Democratic National Committee recognized that today is President's Day. And so the Democratic National Committee came out with a list saluting all the living Democratic presidents. Well, they almost came out with a list saluting all the Democratic presidents. They forgot to mention 99-year-old Jimmy Carter. They forgot to mention Jimmy Carter. Uh, the, they have now has deleted the Democratic National Committee post, showed a picture of the former President Clinton, Obama, and Biden with the caption, Happy President's Day. Uh, Jimmy Carter, of course, who recently surpassed the one-year mark in hospice care, was not included. The DNC didn't, uh, DNC didn't respond immediately to a request to explain their idiot selves. Uh, Jimmy Carter turned 99 in October. He's been in hospice care since last February 18th. Uh, Jimmy Carter's longest living president would spend his remaining time at his Georgia home in hospice care instead of continuing his cancer treatments. Uh, let's see. Uh, decided to spend his remaining home at time. Saturday, they said uh, the statement of the, uh, the 99-year-old, grateful for many expressions of love they received, continued respect for the privacy during this time. Anyway, DNC forgot to mention Jimmy Carter. How unusual. These freaking idiots. 453 uh, with the camera Pete and Flounder. Also, you're going to hear Charles Barkley. And, of course, Holy Crap at Sports is coming up here as well, 453. Oh, God. Send a note. Flounder. Flounder's funny here. What have we got? Jeez. I'm very liberal. My mom's a Subaru Outback. And <laughs> Eddie Bauer edition. And uh, <laughs> But I'll say this. The conservative family is so much more fun. They're so much more fun. Because I'll go home to like a Seattle event and they'll be like, we're having a vegan macrobiotic spread. <laughs> Put out a piece of parchment for everybody to write their gratitude lists on. <laughs> and for dessert, we're gonna thank the moon. <laughs> and then I go to my conservative family's house and they're like, we're having beer, we got ribs, and after dinner, we're gonna shoot hogs from a helicopter. <laughs> It does sound more fun. That sounds like a lot more fun. I'm vegan, and that sounds fun. And who's our buddy there? That's Andy Haynes. Andy Haynes. He sounds like a bunch of Those guys are all great. Those are funny guys. Funny characters. They are funny characters. 
Anyway, uh, 454, exactly. Boom, right now. Now it's 454, 03, 04, 05. Okay. Uh, Kimber, Pete, and Flounder. Charles Barkley. Now, of course, we have Holy Crap at Sports coming up later. Do you want to save this for then, Pete? Or, or is this uh, a, a, so a newsy thing because it was a whole different issue? Uh oh, we lost him again. We lost Pete. Hold on. Got my mic. Oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It used to be we counted how many times he sneezed during the show. Now it's how many times he's not got my mic. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, that's okay. It's all right. We got. That's well, okay. we have our right. we have our little uh, you know tally sheets and whatever they're for. You know, they just that's it's fun to do. have to keep track of them. <laughs> anyway, Charles Barkley at the NBA All Star Game, and apparently I now I didn't see it, but apparently the dunking contest was won by a guy who's played like four minutes in the NBA. It was embarrassing. Yeah. That he was good, or well, that no, it was... wasn't that. Just the whole thing was embarrassing. It was cringeworthy really? to watch all Re- of it. Why were they doing like stupid bang they're, they're off the just, back They're trying and... to market to a certain audience, and it's just not working. Yeah, I mean the it's, whole it's, NBA. Yeah, thing? it's not. Yeah. It's not entertaining. I knew. I, yeah, I, I was. I, I, oh, yeah, I was pretty sure of that. But I used to it, watch. One those thing things. that was trending on Twitter this weekend was if the NBA All Star Weekend should transform into a three on three and a one on one versus having the five on five. Yeah. Yeah, well, anyway. Uh, Now, Charles Barkley is watching the uh, NBA All-Star business, and he was talking to Warriors forward Draymond Green and ex-Pacers star Reggie Miller, now an NBA analyst, on the uh, TNT alternate broadcast during the NBA All-Star game in Indiana. And at some point, they talked about uh, it was so cold in Indiana that they want to change it and put it somewhere else. Well, here's how the conversation went. It's a little hard to understand. We'll we'll, we'll go over it again after you hear this. But Charles Barkley uh, pulled no punches when he talked about whether he'd where he'd rather not go to have the next All Star game. Hey Reggie, yes. If you had a if you had a chance of being cold or being around a bunch of homeless crooks in San Francisco, (laughs) when you oh oh, that's crazy. No, we don't. Yes, we do. You can't even walk around. Yes, you can walk around. You're with a bulletproof bag. Hey, Taylor. Chuck, you live in Philadelphia, Chuck. I live in Arizona. That microphone says coffee. Just hold that. Well, he, he said, <laughs> he says you can't even walk around down there. And Green says, yes, you can walk around. He says, yeah, with a bulletproof vest. <laughs> uh, and then Barkley says uh, it was not raining in San Francisco, but she says needed it. Quote, the bad thing about all this rain is not raining in San Francisco to, uh, to clean up those dirty-ass streets they got there. San Francisco, it's a great city, but all that dirtiness and homelessness, y'all got to clean that off the streets. And he's right. It's a disgrace. The major, some of the most beautiful, uh, worldwide, classy cities in the world. I mean, my God, San Francisco, and look, just from, I mean, and Los Angeles, the the center of Hollywood and show business and entertainment, and it's, it's filthy scumbag places. Mm-hmm. What a disgrace. When I traveled with the Falcons in late 90s, early 2000s, the San Francisco trip, we all marked it. That was yeah. our favorite trip of the year. Uh, well, in 1980, I got hired. Uh, I left Atlanta uh, for two years. And uh, one of my excursions into television, and for two years in 1980, I was in uh, San Francisco as, uh, working for the NBC station. And I, I tell you, I, I was thrilled. I mean, I didn't want to leave, but I was thrilled. Because it was San Francisco, and oh my God, I got to drive across the Golden Gate Bridge twice a day. Lived in Tiburon and all these famous places. You know, so I drove up to Mount Tamalpais and the Coast Highway and all these things. And, and man, I wouldn't go back there now to to visit, let alone live in any part. Any oh Lordy, 
Anyway, at 458. Okay, now, oh, just yeah, we're, uh, coming up, we're going to talk about the, about China Phillips and Mackenzie Phillips and uh, stuff with the mamas and papas daddy that just are really creepy. We'll get to it a little after 5 o'clock. We'll get the latest on President's Day and some ranking stuff like that. But this just in. The Babylon Bee reports authorities have had no choice but to put down Stephen Colbert after the late-night host tragically went mad from rabies last week. We just couldn't bring him back. It was too far gone, said Don Mattingly, head of the New York City Animal Control. When we caught him, oh, my. My God, Stephen Colbert was already foaming at the mouth. He had bitten three patrons at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. It was anarchy in there. Colbert had begun showing early signs of rabies infection over the past week, the symptoms sadly going unnoticed. The dead eyes, the angry outbursts, the bite marks of several bats on the shoulder. We should have seen the signs. I began to suspect something amiss when Stephen started drooling and screaming that a force image of Trump was hitting him with a lightsaber, but that just wasn't really out of character. I feel so responsible. They tried to trap Colbert in order to administer the rabies treatments. The former comedian had already lost most of his brain tissue by the time he had been quartered in the steakhouse. He was a shell by then. The rabies was in control. Poor guy kept taking his glasses off and screaming that the end was nigh, asking if anyone could pour a bucket of ranch dressing in his mouth. He was already gone. Rest in peace, Stephen Colbert, Babylon Bee. Coming up on 5 o'clock, holy crap, it's sports. More Flounders Funnies and Creepy Creepy John Phillips. Yucky, yuck, yuck. Five o'clock, Kimber Feet and Found. Look out. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation, like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Together, ladies, left shoulder, run a bike, ready on your dog, target. Road guards out. Look out. It's only me. It's only the giver. I was like, on 503 with Pete Davis and Flounder. It's freaking President's Day on your Monday. I guess that's no post office, no banks, no federal stuff. Uh, and here at work, we've had uh, pretty much a full house, I think. Uh, the the uh, parking lot is a little lower. The traffic was less coming in the, uh, to work today. But um, I'm not sure. If, have you ever taken President's Day off? I'm not even sure when that really became a thing at most businesses, I don't think. Anyway. It's I don't think I have. President's Day. Uh, but the cover Pete and Flounder. We used to. What's that? Did, yeah. We used, we used to till MLK Day replaced it, didn't he? Uh, you know, I think you're right. I think you're right. It was a, like a day in uh, winter. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, 504, here's a phone number if you'd like to join us. 404-741-1230-741-1230. President's Day. And there's a ranking of the presidents by some group called the 2024 Presidential Greatness Project. A survey of 154 respondents of so-called experts in politics and presidential history and all that kind of thing. And we'll uh, get through. Uh, by the way, I'll give you the ranking here as they see it, which is totally freaking ridiculous. The, Georgia is now ready and open for voting in the primary in March. You can vote right now. I don't know the second, but I guess you'd have to go to uh, GeorgiaGov, uh, GAGov.com or something like that to find out where they open. But the, the early voting is now open. In person, early voting is open in Georgia. I don't know. Their, uh, of course, primary ballot is uh, Joe Biden, Republican Donald Trump, and uh, along with 12 other candidates, including some of them have dropped out. Georgia is an open primary state, which means you can vote in either one. Now, if you vote in the Republican primary uh, and then in the Democrat primary, there's a runoff. You can't then suddenly switch and vote in the runoff for the Democrat primary. If you vote in one, you have to stay with that one. You can't, once you vote, you can't switch. But you can vote in either one, which is a little iffy. Uh, several states still still allow it. Well, uh, what's that? I'd rather fight than switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, <coughs> with new voting laws and over, so that's opening for Georgia. And uh, oh, by the way, uh, the greatest president list has has has, has <laughs> Donald Trump last, absolute last. Trump ranked last. Place worse than James Buchanan, Andrew Johnson, Franklin Pierce, William Henry Harrison was ranked 41st. Uh, Reagan, uh, let's see, the overall uh, ranking was number one was Abraham Lincoln, uh, and then uh, Franklin Roosevelt, number two, George Washington, third, Theodore Roosevelt, fourth best president, Thomas Jefferson, number five. Uh, other rankings uh, Barack Hussein Puttitat, the divider in chief, the coward of the White House, seventh. Bill Clinton, the pervert, old crooked bang, twelfth. Uh, Joe Biden's ranked as the fourteenth best president we've ever had. Oh my! Oh God, my it's so come on. Ronald Reagan was sixteenth. Joe Biden beat Ronald Reagan by two spots. <laughs> it's a joke. It's a joke. Come on. I mean, please. What are you talking about? He got 81 million votes. Yeah, that's right. Most vo more votes than anyone in the history of the world. <laughs> oh, my God. And well, that's, the, that's what they say. I mean, who, who are we to argue? You know, the facts. By the way, You're for, slipping a little bit. You know that? What's that? I am? I just made a cigarette commercial joke, and you didn't get it. Oh, rather fight than switch. The Territon. I remember the Territon. Very, very good. Uh, and now, uh, in fact, yeah. the rather fight than switch included a guy with a black eye. And a that woman, was too. A woman with a black eye rather fight than switch for your Territons. Now, let me ask you this. Do you remember the commercial of the uh, cigarette smoking ad where there was a bite taken out of a straw hat? Mm, uh, was it a cigar? Nope. Oh, don't know that. Well, I, in fact, one time, uh, my friend Dave Whittlesey and I, we were going to hitchhike from New England to the uh, fo uh, to the uh, uh, folk festival where the hell is it Ro not Rhode Island uh, Newport 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 uh, a folk festival we were going to hitchhike and we uh, by doing that we took a folding chair and his guitar and I had a straw hat that I had taken a big cut out to look like I'd taken a big bite out of it because at the time the commercial was very famous all over TV and people would stop Salem there, well, people would stop, and, and we got a ride in two rides from, uh, like, hundreds and hundreds.
hundreds of miles to go to the folk festival hitchhiking two teenagers one because he had a guitar on his lap and I was wearing a straw hat with a big bite on it and I can't remember the name of the cigarette commercial that used a straw hat with a bite on it but I remember taking the bite out of it and I think it, it was Salem might have been I can't I remember it and it was a straw hat and there was a bite out of it I'd rather I'd rather I'd, I'd soon chew it on this and then lose my something or others cool I don't remember I do not remember anyway uh, 508 here with a kid repeat and flounder incidentally this is kind of strange you may be heard over the weekend about the truckers strike boycotting driving to New York City and it was a huge thing. It was all over social media. Make America Great Again, protesting the $350 million fine against Donald Trump in New York for that ridiculous case. And so the truckers groups are saying, no, we're not going to deliver anything to New York City anymore and maybe spread it to the whole freaking state of New York. Well, all of a sudden, I don't really understand this unless he just got kind of cold feet or something. But the guy who originally was named as sort of the starter of this, a guy named Chicago Ray, has now kind of walked it back. Chicago Ray called on truckers to boycott driving to New York City because of the Trump fine. And now Chicago Ray has taken back his call to action. I took that video down because it went viral and my grandson seen it on TikTok. I stand with Trump 100 percent. Truckers for Trump, uh, known as Chicago Ray, wrote on X, formerly Twitter. Uh, he continued writing, drivers can make their own decisions based on their families and their careers. Uh, I ain't the leader of any I ain't the leader of any movement. I'm my own man, period. God bless America, God bless Trump, and God bless every truck driver in this country, he concluded. And for some reason he took down his thing and said I'm not he didn't want to be the leader of it. But uh, a lot of folks are jumping on <laughs> and they're saying, you better stock up. New Yorkers better start stocking up on stuff because the uh, truckers are not going to be delivering to your stinking city. And again, I love to make the point. Everything you see right now, everything you're looking at, every, except trees and things that grow on the ground, everything you're wearing, everything you touch at home, everything when you drive into your driveway, how you get there, what you see when you open the door, everything inside your house, everything basically in your life at some point was on a truck. At some point, everything you need to live, even vegetables, fruits, food, was on a truck. Everything. Water, shelter, mm. safety, security, guns. I mean, everything in your life at some point was on a truck. It had to get from where it was made to where it was sold or given, or, or and it came on a truck. That's how important so truckers you're telling are. Me. Huh? You're, you're telling me. Yeah. That a truck shows up at my well and loads up the water and brings it into the house I told, and gives it to you. I'm telling you the truck made that well. The truck brought you those bricks, Pally. They brought you the bricks. They brought you the concrete. They brought you the pot, the, the water to mix it with. Okay, huh? See what I mean? Uh, uh, I mean, it's unbelievable. Uh, uh, I mean, really think well, about they it. They had the water. I, I mean, seriously, but, but seriously, think about that. Everything you have anything to do with was on yeah. a truck. A truck. <sighs> 511, 511. Uh, let's see. Uh, we don't have time for the China fill. I don't want to get into this now, but going to sports. Um, just, just a quick thing. I, I love to uh, read and quote the Babylon Bee, the satire website place. But guess what? In uh, February 28th, the Supreme Court's going to hear arguments involving state laws in Texas and Florida concerning transparency in big tech companies requiring social media giants to publish their user standards and apply them fairly. The Babylon Bee's filed a friend of the court brief 
saying when left to their own devices, big tech abuses vague policies to silence voices that challenge its orthodoxy at the expense of conservative and religious viewpoints. We know, hell, Twitter suspended the Babylon Bee for hateful conduct after it said Dr. Rachel Levine, the guy, Dr. Rachel Levine's site was man of the year, and they got banned from Twitter, uh, appealing the mischaracterization of the of the, uh, the, the uh, Nashville Shooter Manifesto, uh, violent criminal organization, they called it. If the leaked Nashville shooter is legit, what does it say about censorship in America? They suspended Franklin Graham for hate speech, uh, saying uh, the bathroom law, we need to go back to God. And they claimed he was hate speech. Franklin Graham, the minister. And they banned him. So Babylon B filed a Supreme Court brief saying, uh, 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 you can't be passing these laws. They're going to abuse it like they're doing already. So there's your Babylon B taking some crap seriously, my friend. Anyway, uh, five, it's uh, God, 513. I can't believe it. Holy crap, of sports is next. And uh, we got it all with Pete Davidson, the Kimber and Flounder. And we'll see you. Don't go anywhere right now. Uh, hold on. Okay. Coming up, a salute and a farewell to a famous Marine Corps sniper. Also, how the brothers in California stole millions of dollars from the post office, a hundred bucks at a time. But first, holy crap, it's sports with Pete Davis. Brave spring training in full throttle as the rest of the team reported down in Northport. Nick Cellini and Chris Domino on Sister Station 680 The Fan are down in Florida this week, and they spoke with manager Brian Snicker about third baseman Austin Riley being one of the leaders on the team. We got a bunch of them in there, you know, the, the, him, Matt Olson, Max Freed, um, Ozzy. Um, I mean, it, there's just um, a lot of guys in that club, Charlie come in you know there's a lot of these guys that come with instant credibility over what they've accomplished in their career and then it's it's a really good place in that room over there i'm really excited this year i'm yeah. more excited this year than i was last year i just don't know why some some years i'm more excited than others well, but i am excited this I, year. I, I, I'm, I'm, we should be down there we should be down there <laughs> Come on. Okay. Come on. They're not going to let we'll us get, we'll get, anywhere near that. We'll get Matt, Scott, Steve, all of them. We'll get them all to get us down there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Fox 5 reporting a coach from the Griffin Spalding uh, Get oh, Your Foot yeah. Off the Boat County School System mm. arrested and charged with murder yeah. of his girlfriend ah. up in Maryland. Yeah. Uh, they arrested 43 year old Carl Kearney Jr. of Griffin. Right now, he's the head coach of the Spalding High Varsity football team. Wow. They arrested them up in Prince George's County uh, Saturday, he walked into the police station and confessed, confessed yeah. to strangling his girlfriend during an argument inside a home, told officials he tried slapping her to bring her back before he fled the scene. I don't think that worked. Uh, no, that that's not that. No, no. He strangled the breath out of him. Slapping him doesn't really help. Well, he walked in First and confessed, and so that's, you know, that goes, yeah. that's good, at least. First and second degree murder is oh. what he's getting charged with. Brutal. So. Uh, forget days of thunder. It's been days of rain as the Daytona oh. 500 finally underway down in Florida. And, you know, by the way, they I don't know who's winning right now, but they go a football field a second. Did you know that? Uh, I believe it. I, I will never forget. Now, I've never actually been in, in the uh, infield area of a NASCAR oh, you gotta race. you got to do that. 
But I've I've You've been do I've that. done I've been in the pits and uh, with the racers at Indianapolis 500 car well those and uh, you can't wow. even see them if you if you're standing still they go by and it, you you may think you saw you saw some kind of blip I mean you can't yeah. you uh, you can't see them well the sound of an Indy 500 race and a NASCAR race is a little different because yeah. I on the infield. You've got to at least once in your life go down to AMS, which I think is coming up very soon here, and sit in the infield. Because when they go by and they rev, when yeah. they start really going, yeah. it literally is like a herd of dinosaurs going by. And every sense you have, I mean, the, your skin vibrates, your yeah. feet vibrate, the ground is shaking, your eyes, your ears, every, your smell, yeah. taste <laughs> it in your mouth, you can taste the gas. I'm telling you, every sense you have will become awake when those suckers go by. Yeah. It's Gotta unbelievable. Be. Sensation. Yeah, cool. Uh, by the way, it didn't get off to a roaring start this morning. Two jet dryer trucks collided on the track. Oh, <laughs> <to> ah. <laughs> well, you know what they say. If you ain't denting, you ain't drying. Oh, so. boy. By the way, you know my car has more horsepower than the NASCAR race cars allows. You know that, right? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Then why aren't you down there? Well, because I'm racing. not good. Mr. Big Shot. I have no, I have no skills. You know? Chicks need guys with skills. skills. I have no skills. That's right. Uh, ESPN NFL analyst Mike Tannenbaum, a former GM of the Jets, who says a lot of dumb things, yeah. may be onto something, though. He thinks the Falcons should trade up to the Patriots' number three pick to choose LSU Heisman Trophy winning quarterback Jaden Daniels, and he's not the only person saying this. So hmm. maybe there's something in the cards. Miami? We'll you say Miami should be doing it? I suppose a Tua Tigalakarokapoa? Uh, get, no, I, get rid I of said him. The Falcons. Why would I be? Why oh, I thought I be you said. About I thought you said the. I swear to God, I thought you said the Dolphins. I thought. Well, why would they? Said the do Falcons. That? I'm sorry. It was my fault entirely. I'm. 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 I'm just. Maybe I did say up. Dolphins. I, you know. If we rewind that, I'll yeah. bet you said Dolphins. I could be wrong. I think I, I said. I, well, I, maybe I did. Let's blame me. Let's say I was mistaken. But just for the record, people are saying the Falcons should I, trade up to three to get JT to get to the guy. I. <laughs> I think you have dolphins on your mind because you were talking about them earlier, if you remember. I was remembering. Uh, it's, uh, I've got a mental flogging problem. Them. Flogging of my own yeah. dolphins. <laughs> Let's move on. Yes. 2000, uh, 2000, <laughs> 20, 20, 211 to 186. Yeah. You see what I've done? <laughs> What what do those numbers mean? Two eleven, one eighty six. Well, it's probably the latest NBA game, but uh, NBA All Star game. <laughs> yep. Are you serious? Final score: <laughs> two hundred and eleven to one hundred and eighty six. The uh, East Tobacco beat the West Tobacco in Indy last night. Oh man! I've seen more defense being played in back seats of station wagons on prom night. Why I'm they telling you, there's no that? defense. At all. <laughs> The Hawks are back in action Friday night at home against the Raptors, and the Nets of Brooklyn have fired their head coach, Jacques Vaughn, a former Hawks player. So yeah. he is gone. Kevin Ollie replacing him interimly. Yeah. College football, Texas is about to give head coach Steve Sarkeesian a raise to $10 million a year. Ooh. And that will just put him in the top ten of salaries for head coaches in college football. Holy won't even cow. make him number one. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. Mm. And if you play massive parlay bets, you're probably the sucker in the room because it's very hard to win a parlay, especially a bunch of them you know, at the same time, unless your former Cowboys wide receiver, Des Bryant. Bryant won an absurd 13-leg men's college basketball parlay on BetMGM Sportsbook over the weekend. Sheer luck. It was sheer luck. He placed $767 down, and guess how much he won? Well, now, wait a minute. What did you say, 13? 
So basically, you have to get thirteen things 13 right. Thirteen bets. You have to win thirteen. It's like a horse race. You have to pick all thirteen in a row. So he had to pick. Yeah. Co- yeah. Holy crap! Is any seven hundred something dollars? Thirteen bets. I mean, oh god, it's probably twenty grand. Higher. Thirty-seven thousand dollars. Higher. Forty-one thousand dollars. Higher. A hundred and sixteen thousand dollars. Higher. Two hundred and four thousand dollars. Higher. Three hundred and ninety-four thousand dollars. Higher. Seven hundred and fifty thousand. Oh, I'm not talking. See, to you. I'm not talking. Okay. To you anymore. Now you've made a. F- I've now done. you've made a farce out of this well. whole thing. <laughs> 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 That's what I did. All right. <laughs> he won. $416,970.35. And it's just got to be guessing. There's no way you could pick 13 team winners with any kind of scientific knowledge because it's all human frailty. Anything could happen in a game. Guy gets sprained ankle, it's over. I mean, oh, my God. (laughs) This is how weird it got. He needed a late second-half run from Nevada. They were down to UNLV. They needed to go 14-2. and to complete the bet, and they and did, did it. Oh, my That's, God. Oh, and he has a video of going up to collect his money, laughing and laughing with the person, giving it to him, and it's like a stack of 100s after another. Oh, They're piling man. up in front of him. Holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> How cool is that? That's sports. Oh, excellent. Well, now, Pete, we have one uh, quick thing here for you, if you don't mind, sir. It was on this day in 2010, Tiger Woods apologized publicly for his extramarital shenanigans. It was the first time speaking publicly since he crashed his car into a fire hydrant and his wife beat the crap out of him with a five iron. The televised news conference wasn't enough to save the marriage, though. Elin Nordgren divorced him six months later and was awarded $100 million. Uh, Tiger said, quote, I was unfaithful, I had affairs, and I cheated. What I did was unacceptable. Unquote Tiger Woods. You know what bothered me? This was before, uh, this was in, uh, on this day uh, in 2010, which was me, uh, right before the Masters. And then remember, at the Masters, they had Hootie Blowfish, what's his name, Hootie uh, uh, Johnson, what's it, Hootie, whatever the guy. Darius Hootie. Rucker. Yeah, no, no, uh, the guy at the, at the Masters, Hootie the, the, Hootie, the Masters chairman. Johnson. Hootie Johnson, is that it? Uh, uh, Hootie came out, and he actually read a statement um Castigating Hootie Tiger Ingram. Woods. No, it's Hootie. Uh, Hootie. What the hell's his name? Ingram. No. <laughs> I can't believe I'm doing. It. It won't come out. Anyway, uh, well, Hootie, it matter. Yeah, whatever. Uh, he 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 read a statement uh, saying how disappointed we were with our Masters champion uh, Tiger Woods and his attitude. And I thought, <laughs> what, what? I mean, why did you do that at all? It's, it's like people were demanding. Like they had, he hadn't gone through enough to get caught on it and then make a public statement. And then all of a sudden, the guy at the Masters had to. Uh, William compl- Hootie Johnson. Hugh, Hootie Johnson. Yeah, uh, had to uh, cast, uh, castigate him right there in front of God and everybody. I thought that was really. I, I didn't well, get it. What, what possible reason would he have to say anything about Tiger Woods? So he's a Masters champion. It doesn't mean you have to, just, you know, say he was a bad guy and uh, we hope he learns his lesson or something. It was horrible. Uh, <laughs> uh, and by uh, one sports birthday, uh, Roger Goodell uh, is uh, from the Miami Dolphins. Is sixty five today? <laughs> did, we no, ever, did we ever find out if I said not. Dolphins or not? I'll bet you did. I'll bet you did. I swear to God, I'll bet you did. In, in, in fact, Flounder, if you have, of course, Flounder's got nothing to do in there, so he's, you know, he'll get right on it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, five twenty-eight with a Kimber Pete Flounder. Oh, let's let's. Bueller. 
<laughs> Bueller. Johnson. Uh, let's do the uh, the uh, a chanting soundbite at the uh, sneaker con here, Flounder, if you would. This was pretty funny. I mentioned that the truckers have been talking about boycotting and uh, support of Donald Trump in New York City after the ridiculous amount of the fine by the New York judge. And so uh, Donald Trump showed up at sneaker con over the weekend, and uh, he and the, the liberals are saying this. Oh, my God, blanking, I blanking love this. Trump is booed as the crowd chants, let's go Biden. These young folks are too smart to fall for his blankety-blank and stuff. Well, fact of the matter is they were not shouting, let's go Biden. They were shouting something quite different. In fact, here it is, and Flounder had to edit out the bad word. <laughs> Blank Joe Biden, not let's go Biden. <laughs> the uh, a reaction, young sneakerheads broke out F Joe Biden and let's go Brandon chance when Trump took the stage. Liberals think they're saying let's go Biden. Who wants to tell them? Uh, people are sharing the video around trying to say the crowd is booing and saying let's go Biden when Trump's coming out. But in reality, they're saying F Joe Biden. Uh, it's trending again because people were chanting blank Joe Biden, an army of bots trying frantically to push disinformation. Hey, we saw the video, Skippy. <laughs> I love him. We call somebody Skippy. <laughs> anyway, uh, this crowd is booing Trump. They're chanting, let's go Biden. It's comical. Uh, here's the video. Check it out. You're a bunch of liars, and you, your, your ridiculousness isn't going to work. Uh, coming up on 530, Kimber Pete and Flounder on 1063 President's Day. Right here. It's only me. It's only the Kimmer with Pete Davison, Flounder, and by uh, uh, ACDC, Bon Scott. Bad day for Bon. And uh, I want to get my thing there. That weird froggy. Yeah, in 1980, ACDC singer Bon Scott was dead on arrival at a London hospital at a heavy night drinking. And Mr. Scott was found in the passenger seat of a friend's parked car. He apparently had drunk himself to death and suffocated on his own forefront. Yeah, God. Uh, Ron Sc- bon Scott, 1980, dead. Yeah, okay, dokie. Our birthday list includes Jeff Daniels, 69. And they left out a bunch of ones that I think actually were pretty good uh, roles in. Jeff Daniels uh, in Amazon's American Rust. Played former FBI director James Comey in the Showtime miniseries, A Higher Loyalty. Uh, he played Harry in the Dumb and Dumber movies, which was really, I mean, you know, that's just for a guy, for that character actor. He was in the TV series The Newsroom, which was uh, written by one of the Zorkin guys, the same guy who did West Wing, I think. And that was a good series. I mean, it was a really screaming liberal series, but it was really a well-done series, I thought. Uh, he was also in Terms of Endearment. And uh, had a, a really different role in there, too. Jeff Daniels, 69 years old today. And, oh, this is really cool. If you, It's going to take me a minute. Uh, on this day in history, 1945, the tiny island of Iwo Jima got a lot bigger on this day. 3,000 Marines landed. They were open for business. The Japanese were ready for resistance well-known. And on our birthday list today, uh, today is Lee Marvin, who served in the assaults 
on Inuitok and Saipan Tinian, 21 Japanese island landings by Lee Marvin, the actor, a member of the I Company, 3rd Battalion, 24th Marines, 4th Marine Division. Most of his division was wiped out. Lee Marvin was wounded in action during the Battle of Saipan on Mount Tapachau. Lee Marvin, the actor known for the 60s and 70s Academy Award for Best Actor in Cat Baloo with Jane Fonda, uh, the man who shot Liberty Valance, the professional by the... Did you see the movie The Professionals? That was a tough movie with Angie Dickinson. Uh, the Dirty yeah. Dozen, Paint Your Wagon. In fact, The Dirty Dozen, was, I still have it on my DVR. I, it was on the other night, and I taped it. Uh, Paint Your Wagon, Shout at the Devil, The Big Red One. Lee Marvin was a decorated World War II hero, Purple Heart for his bravery as a scout sniper. Lee Marvin is buried at Arlington National Cemetery. His headstone reads, Lee Marvin, PFC, U.S. Marine Corps, World War II. Lee Marvin. Uh, on this day, birthday, when they went to Iwo Jima, 3,000 jarheads. What's that? The Big Red One is a great Big, war movie. Yeah, Big Red One. Was that the the uh, the guy married to Madonna? Or I'm thinking of maybe something. Was uh, Sean was Mark Penn? Mark Hamill was in. Was that, uh, wasn't no, Sean Penn? Uh, Sean Penn was in one, one of the other ones. I can't remember what it was anyway. Uh, let's see. Oh, by the way, a, fu- a stupid funny thing. <laughs> this is really stupid. Now i got a, a weird thing about the Biden and CNN guy. Uh, I remember last Friday we were talking about how uh, there's a whole thing on social media now where models and actresses will say if they go on OnlyFans or someplace that uh, unbelievably one of the main things people want to see is pictures of their feet. And it's become a whole thing. In fact, I apparently I hit one of those like things on, on looking at my phone one day months and months ago yeah. because now I get I get leg, feet, shoe pictures all the time. I mean, so I, I must. Yeah, that's be, what happened. I, well, okay, yeah, so, anyway, so we were talking about, and you said, you, and I said, uh, you said, well, feet are ugly. I said, yeah, no man should ever show his feet. Never men should never wear sandals unless they're on the beach or in, walk in a creek or something or in the shower. And I, I said, like 92% of women should keep those puppies covered up too. And because and, uh, like 8%, 10% of women have, you know, what we would call pretty feet or, you know, like that. And you, and you said, oh, that blech, gross. There's not one, name me one woman who's got pretty feet. And I said, well, uh, Ariana Grande. Okay, so this weekend, guess what? I found a picture of Ariana Grande, uh, lower leg, her feet in a pair of sandals, and I sent it to Pete and Flounder. Now, every morning and, and sometimes at night, whenever, if I come across a story on my phone and on my Facebook, uh, looking at my phone rather, on the news sources, I'll take a picture of the headline and I'll send it to Pete and Flounder to tell them I want this story printed up for me the next day, and this is what we're going to be talking about. I do like 10 or 12 things I send to Flounder to print up. So, yeah. Yesterday, I sent the picture of uh, Andre, uh, what's her name? I got to just tell I can't remember her freaking name. Phyllis Diller. Uh, no, no uh, Ariana Grande, a picture of her feet. And all I, and I sent it along with my stuff that I send every day of the stories I want. And so I sent the picture of Ariana Grande's feet. And the picture also had some kind of a caption which said, uh, who wore the Mary's, the uh, sandals better, something like that. So Flounder actually printed it out, assuming that I wanted to talk about it as a news item, and actually printed the caption of the stuff on the thing. And I was only printing it to show Pete Davis there. If, there, if there's one woman that may, I think even you might have to admit that she looks pretty good in those sandals. 
It was, it was pretty. It's a pretty, pretty picture. I put it on Facebook. It's a, anyway, so I. But, but Flounder thought, oh God, he's going to talk about this today. It really wasn't. It wasn't a news story. It was just to try to show you guys. Anyway, so I've updated that, and I'm done with that one. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Um, oh, you know what? What killed me? Have you seen those two twin? Those two young Gen X guy, Gen Z guys from New York on video and social media complaining about the cost of inflation and everything. And the guy said, I used to get a haircut for 20 bucks, and now it's 40 uh, I, I was Founder, did you see that over social media over the weekend? The airways were flooded with, with these two guys. And they're not, they're not, they, used to, they used to work for the union. They used to be union workers cleaning up scraps at the subway stations or something, just, you know, two working guys. And then suddenly these, they're twin brothers, and they're young, Gen Zers, and they went on a, a TikTok and all of a sudden, they are now influencers, and they're making a living. They're doing it for a freaking living. Uh, is there any way you can, are you in? I can't even see. You, he may not even be in there. Are you in there? It's, uh, it's uh, two, t- two brothers on TikTok talking about inflation. Uh, it was all over Fox News had it last night. If you can find it, uh, it's fairly short. It's two of it in their horrible New York accent. And I got to thinking, my God, here's two guys. Here's how, here's how the world is changing. You can major in social media influencing in college these days. You can take courses in being on the internet. And these two guys who just two boys, two guys, uh, you know, as they were working, picking up scrap metal or something, and janitation, which, sanitation or janitor work, which is fine. And then all of a sudden now they're big shots on, on TikTok and social media. Who, who are they influencing and what are they influencing <laughs> them to do? I don't know. But they're making money. They're somehow, uh, 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 Flandre, I'm sorry. I thought this would be really easy to find. Apparently, I, 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 it was all over everywhere in the last couple of days. It is. It's just on TikTok, and we don't have TikTok, so that's Oh, we don't. To, oh, we okay. Don't well, never mind. Anyway, it's, they talk like this. He said, my God, I was getting a haircut. It was like $15. Now it's 20 Now it's $40. I can't believe it. You're going to get me for $40. And it was stuff like that. And now they're making a living doing that. And we're here trying to bring radio back to life. I mean, you know, how... <laughs> How is it possible that those guys are making money and a living bitching on their cell phones what? on TikTok? And we're trying to make a what could <laughs> what could we influence people to do that would they pay us to I actually know, I, influence? Honest them. to God, when I saw this over the weekend, I thought, "Oh my God! I mean, you've got to be—you can't be I, serious. I got Surely it. you can't be serious. I, I, I got it. Dating advice. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, seriously, it's two guys on their phone in their car and they're just talking I, I, they were on they were interviewed live on Fox News this morning I mean it's just the damnedest thing you ever saw and you're making a living uh, on social media just talking about how expensive it is to live uh, I, well God bless America <laughs> God bless America uh, 543 uh, oh this is okay let me talk to this story this is I'll, I'll get this done because I, I really don't want to talk about it more information now uh, concerning uh, the daughter, China Phillips, daughter of the Mamas and Papa singer John Phillips. China Phillips, uh, as singer, in a video called My Wedding Nightmare, posted on YouTube, recalls a really intense conversation with her father the night before she got married. She said, we were talking about earth-shattering stuff. My father was having a ton of feelings. Uh, feelings. She, I would weep, and I would go stoic again. Uh, what happened was he was, the night before she got married, 
uh, he talked about, uh, she gave me a ton of feelings. I would weep and I'd go stoic again. I'd weep and go stoic. I would, because my father had revealed some really big information, I felt blindsided. She didn't disclose exactly what was in the confession from her father, John Phillips, the singer of Mamas and the Papas. However, she said uh, he needed to get something off his conscience. Well, here's the rest of the story. Uh, China Phillips has many half-siblings with her father. The eldest, of course, is Mackenzie Phillips and her brother Jeffrey uh, from different wives. Mackenzie and Phillips spoke about their troubled childhood with their father in a previous video. Mackenzie has said for a long time that she had a consensual sexual relationship with her father, John Phillips. She claimed John Phillips, her father, raped her when she was 19 and then had a consensual sexual relationship that lasted for 10 years before she became pregnant. She claimed at that point the incest stopped and she had an abortion. In her conversation with Mackenzie in the video, China Phillips said, obviously, he's an amazing songwriter. You know, I love his laugh. There was this whole other side to Dad that was kind of like a monster. He was so dark, you just didn't know who you were going to get. It was very unpredictable. In her conversation with her dad before her wedding, she describes it as such a defining moment in my life. It changed me forever. John Phillips died 23 years ago at age 65. And China Phillips married to Billy Baldwin in 1995, and they have three children. Anyway, she was talking about... Obviously, uh, John Phillips, her father, was admitting things to her the night before her wedding to get it off his chest. And Mackenzie says they had a sexual love affair for 10 years after he raped her when she was 19. Good Lord. And now this is making a lot, a lot of this stuff is popping up on social media, man. They're, they're, they're going to everything. And they're doing it willingly. It's not like it's an investigation thing on 60 Minutes. Anyway. All right, look out. Hold on. 546 already. Come repeat and flounder. Uh, well, 106.3. It's uh, President's Day Monday holiday. Kimmer Beatles, the good Beatles, the original Beatles. 1965, working at Abbey Road, the Beatles recorded a new John Lennon song, You're Going to Lose That Girl, did it in two takes. The track was released on the Help album, 1965, the Beatles, the Kimmer Beatles, the actual Beatles. Our birthday list includes in the Seal, the singer 61, his ex-wife Heidi Klum is worth $160 million. Uh, and on this, oh, we got a little uh, history thing here that I, had, I did some extra research on for the, uh, just to, uh, for your tiny entertainment. Uh, it was on this day in 1807, former Vice President Aaron Burr is arrested in Alabama, put on trial, and acquitted of the charge of treason. But what a mark in history for this guy, Aaron Burr. He fought a duel with Alexander Hamilton, the former first secretary of the Treasury, on July 11th of 1804 in Weehawken, New Jersey. Again, this was a couple of months after Aaron Burr. I mean, I'm sorry, this is a few years, three years before he was put on trial for treason. Aaron Burr and a duel with Alexander Hamilton, the first secretary of the Treasury. They had long been political rivals, but the immediate cause was disparaging remarks that Alexander Hamilton had made about Aaron Burr at a dinner. 
uh, Aaron Bird demanded Hamilton uh, uh, correct himself. Hamilton felt he could not comply without sacrificing his own political career. And although he opposed the practice of dueling, uh, his eldest son, Philip, had died in a duel three years earlier. Alexander Hamilton... Uh, agreed to the duel, illegal in both New York and New Jersey, uh, but uh, dealt less harshly in New Jersey, so that's where they did it. At Weehawken, on a secluded ledge above the Hudson River, a popular dueling ground that had been the site of the dead son Philip's duel a few years earlier. As he stood facing Aaron Burr, Alexander Hamilton aimed his pistol and then asked for a moment to put on spectacles. Hamilton, though, had already told his confidants and made it clear in valedictory letters that he intended to throw away his shot, possibly by purposefully shooting wide of Aaron Burr in the duel. The seconds they brought, the men they brought the seconds on their side, offered conflicting accounts of who shot first and what happened, whether Hamilton missed on purpose or whether he shot wide as a result of involuntarily discharging his pistol after being hit by Aaron Burr. In either case, Alexander Hamilton missed. Aaron Burr did not. He shot Alexander Hamilton in the abdomen area right above the right hip, fractured a rib, tore through his diaphragm and liver, and lodged in his spine. After the duel, Aaron Burr fled to St. Simons Island, Georgia, stayed at the plantation of Pierce Butler, he soon returned to Washington, D.C. to complete his term as vice president. He was charged with murder in New York and New Jersey, but neither case went to trial. Okay, so he had a duel, killed the secretary of the treasury, Alexander Hamilton, killed him in a duel, yeah. then went to St. Simon's for a while, took a little break, went back to become <laughs> vice president again. And by the way, for the record, my little research here says, quote, it was not in the musical, but Alexander Hamilton's last words were, remember, my Eliza, you are a Christian. Spencer Percival is the only British prime minister that has ever been associated with shot to her to say, oh, after being shot in 1812. There's something about the last words. But again, this was not in the musical, but he said, remember my Eliza, you are a Christian. <laughs> anyway. I, I, if, yeah. Okay. Two good book recommendations about Aaron Burr. They're okay. both written by Gore Vidal. It's historical oh, fiction. Right. One is one is Burr, B-U-R-R, -R, and the, sec the sequel is 1876. And it's it's fiction, but it'll teach you so much about American history. Cool. By the way, check this out. Uh, just in, a CNN reporter asked President Showers with daughter. Uh, let me do the whole story here. See, a, a reporter for CNN suggested that House Republicans have blood on their hands after the death of the Russian opposition leader uh, Navalny, a notion that even President Biden didn't agree with. Taking questions from reporters today, President Stupidface was confronted by a correspondent, M.J. Lee, for CNN, who uh, said, Mr. President, would you go so far as to say that Alexei Navalny's blood is on the hands of House Republicans light right now? Now, I wouldn't use that term. They're making a big mistake not responding. He's talking about passing uh, bills to give money to Ukraine to uh, keep them in, from being overrun. Uh, look, the way they're walking away, the threat of Russia, the way they're walking away, NATO, the way they're walking away, meeting our obligations, just stunning. I've never seen anything like that, I'll believe. So he's going to try to nudge, whether it would nudge Republicans into passing Ukraine aid. He says, gee, I hope so, but I doubt it'll change. This is unbelievable. Even the reports, well, well, is there blood on the Republicans' hands because you didn't give enough money to Ukraine? Oh, my God.
Uh, let's remember. Let's remember. Just the last bill gave sixty billion dollars to Ukraine, one lump sum, just in one payment to Ukraine, which is more than the entire yearly budget for the United States Marine Corps. And by the way, speaking of the United States Marine Corps, I I, I, I mourn the passing and salute the service of Chuck Mawinney, the deadliest sniper in the Marine Corps history, died at the age of seventy-five. Uh, he was in Baker City, Oregon, passed away. He had the most confirmed kills in the history of the Marines, 103. And they say he probably had at least another 216 kills, the deadliest sniper of the entire Vietnam War. He never talked about it, never boasted about it. And then there was a memoir written by a fellow sniper uh, pointing out that he had 101 confirmed kills and way more than that. This guy was his spotter. Uh, historians say his exceptional career was true. He had two more confirmed kills than they thought in the beginning. He said it was the ultimate hunting trip, a man hunting another man who was hunting me. Don't talk to me about hunting lions or elephants. They don't fight back with rifles and scopes. I just loved it. By the way, uh, until that name, and I may be pronouncing it, it's uh, Mawini or Mawini. I'm not really sure how you pronounce it. Chuck, I didn't know much about him. Uh, the Marine sniper that I knew about it when my career there was Carlos, Carlos Hathcock. He had 93 confir- uh, confirmed kills and at least 300 more kills. He was known for his white feather. He wore the, the Marine Corps, he wore the soft hat in the jungle and had a white feather in it and that's what the enemy would look for trying to get the guy with a white feather he once Carlos Hathcock once spent four days four days crawling in the sludge of jungles no food no sleep no nothing he only traveled a few hundred yards in four days he was within a couple of feet of enemy troops walking through the jungle that never saw him that's how good these guys are living on the land no food no nothing for days at a time He finally got his shot and killed the general in charge of the bad guys at 700 yards. The longest shot for Carlos Hathcock for the United States Marine Corps as a sniper. The longest kill he had, 2,500 yards away. Marine Corps snipers, baby. Hoorah! And like the sign says, why do we make it getting welfare benefits for illegal immigrants as hard as it is to get benefits for veterans? Hey, I gotta go. You're killing me. Give her Pete and Flounder. Tomorrow we do it all over again. Look out. <laughs> See ya. This is an extra 1063 podcast. To hear more live and local content like this, tune into 106.3 FM or download the extra 106.3 app. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.
Is there chaos in your closet? Look, Blouse, you've got some nerve hanging there like that. I can't help it. I'm jammed in here next to this suit. Hey, I'm a three-piece, all right, which means I need a little more room. You've got a lot of attitude for a linen suit. I'm a polyester blend, sweetheart, and there needs to be room for men's clothes, too. Hi, I'm Christina, and in Artisan Custom Closets, we help families organize and simplify their closets with customized storage solutions. See what's possible for your home at artisancustomclosets.com and then call us for a free in-home consultation. 